welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm your dream date, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 497. Summerween Night Terror Spooktacular. Spooktacular. What is this? Week five, week six? I don't even know Seven? anymore. I think it's week six. Six. Uh, yeah, here with the Summerween Night Terrors. We're going to find out. Uh, the big book, Night Terrors number three, is pretty much going to tell us that every other book means shit. And what? we'll all have fun with it. We'll get to that in a little bit. But hey, all you weirdos, welcome to the Summerween Spooktacular. And if you want to read written reviews of these books that we talk about, most of them, you can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. You can also check out videos over on our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and then do other things, like go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Help us out for getting through the dregs that is Summerween and this Night Terror's bullshit, but also get a ton of other shows as well. And there have been some other books that have come out that aren't Night Terror's, the non spooky books. And uh, those have been picked by the badasses, at least two have some of them featured on our weekly spotlight each Thursday night. Me and Eric get together and do our DC Comics Badass Spotlight show with two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this week they pick World's Finest Teen Titans number two and Superman Annual 2023 number one, Eric. And we ended up talking about those for about an hour and a half. So if you want to hear us talk that stuff, you go over to the Patreon, but also we had our TGIF, thank God, it's Friday show. That was obviously on Friday, and we yeah. talked about Batman Incorporated number 11 and Spirit World number four, both coming to an end, one naturally and one maybe unnaturally. I don't know if it's natural <laughs> or unnatural, but Batman Incorporated, it looks like it is canceled. Thank God Spirit World just ends at six, and that is pretty much the sentiment for most of the people that I talk to about it. Well, as thankfully, well. too, throughout the spooky season, we've had our Night Terror books, and if anything that's not, you know, Night Terror related, pretty much been four books at most. So, you know, we have our two issues for the spotlight, and then we have two issues for the Thank God It's Friday, and everything is locked and loaded for the Night Terrors for the main show. Hopefully, that continues for the next two weeks till we finish out Night Terrors. Yeah, we will see. And then, just to throw it out there, the last week of this month is an annual week. We have five months, and that is going to have five the weeks. Night's End. Oh, the Night's End that they keep on throwing out there for everybody at the end of these tires. It's like, hey, none of this mattered, but check out that Night's End, right? But it's always darkest before the dawn. It is, and the dawn of DC is coming back on Sunday. You'll hear that in a song a little later, Eric. But we're going to end up, why I bring that up, is when we have an annuals week at DC, we always have the show as Patreon only. So that is a big week. We end up having that night's end that officially ends the spooktacular summer we night tears. But I do believe it also kicks off the Gotham War. Where I'm Ooh, already wait. started working on that song for you, Eric, for the Gotham War that you kept yelling for. But we'll be you talking that. I don't about even that. remember what it was anymore. Oh, now I do. Same Not as you. Now I remember. Before, yeah. So with all that, what I'm saying is if you want to check out that show at the end of the month and get a lot of extra stuff involved as well, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Pick a level that is best for you. There is a seven-day free trial for the $5 level, which gets a ton of stuff. Plus, you you know, you, you can help us out. If you help us out, give us a hand. But here we are. 
Here we are. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm so tired. I ended up going through these books and I'm like, are these spooky or are they just terrible? I couldn't figure it out. We're going to have to figure that out ourselves. And the funny thing is, before I get into the badass roll call, the idea that the spooky books were left for that, it's not really true because the Teen Titans, the world's finest Teen Titans, a little bit of a spooktacular thing out of nowhere there as well. They told me it was a haunted house. They lied to me. Yeah, has it haunted you since you were a little upset about it? You were a little upset about continuity and all that stuff, but we already talked about it. The bad S is the Get Fresh Crew. Uh -uh, That's who picked those two books, and we're going to give them a bit of a shout out. Bad S roll call here, Eric. Uh, 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 uh. We have Stephen Batdad Mitchell, Trevor, Dad Nation. Yeah, y'all. Eric K., Jeffrey Greek. I'm making myself laugh now. The War on Night Terror is uh, in the house, Eric. It is a war. It's like a war of attrition from the Annihilator. Ted Probst. I love Punchline. Stork. Michael S. Cam. Matt Razor. D-Man 3000. Niels Teworth. David Fink. Stephen Baum. Jason Kobe. Sue. 42 to you and me. Michael G. Ken Halleck. Comic Boom. Rucker. Tommy Dreamer. Oh, my Ooh. God. He was one of my favorites, Eric. It's my Tommy <laughs> Nightmare. Mark Jager. Bill Abir of the Bat Pot. Ruben. Carlos. Noah Mars. Matthew. All right, Pierre. Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manchin, and John Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Joshua Million, Batman, Beyond, Marketer, and B. Muir, Brandy Murray, and Buffalo, and Double A Run. Ducks in his ass in Minnesota. I'm giving myself a headache like I'm giving everybody else. I have these earphones, and I forget that I put them in like the, uh, what is it, the silence mode? Is that, is that what they call it? Noise canceling? Noise canceling deal. And when I do that, I really Silence can't mode. hear anything, so I start screaming. You know your normal like like tone. You don't have to start screaming. But I don't you can't because hear I can't hear myself over the deal, and then it just messes me up. You just don't know how it is. Double A, Ron. I, I have Doug noise canceling. But also Rob Lewer, who is? And Reggie. Reggie up there in Buffalo. I did have a song. Reggie I might up play there in Buffalo. I met Reggie up there in heaven. Uh, isn't Buffalo heaven to no. everyone? I told you, I'm tired. I, I'm telling I can't even keep my eyes open. I may just kind of like fake the funk. I'll show. I'll just say, man, that night chair is pretty cool, right? That'll get me through uh, the day. But yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I have a, I oh. did have a song I was going to put it in. I was going to say, hey, Eric, you want to see what I did this week? And I have a song about me getting diarrhea. But I figured I might save that for later. <laughs> so that's a little bit later of a, means a, never, a right? snippet. Like people could end up hoping. That they hear the song about me eating chicken wings and giving diarrhea. But I don't know. I don't think that's going to be. But we're going to streamline this bitch, as I say. It's night terrors. Most people don't want to be involved in the summer ween, Eric. The summer ween, it's like one of those things that at the beginning. No. no, Anybody I talk to, I have not found. Well, no, I'm I'm wrong. One person on uh, YouTube. I'm happy to be involved in night terrors because it's changing things up a little bit. And I'll be happy to get back to the Dawn of Dawn DC once over. To be nothing. Yeah. And that Donati, I've, I've told, I was told by three people, and it's only three people, but told by three people, they're done. They were into the Donati DC. This was this morning. They, because I was asking people, hey, anybody here like started in a Donati DC, and then this night chat, and they're like, three people said, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get involved. This is bullshit, and they forgot even what they were even reading before. So I'm worried. I'm worried when we get back. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well, we'll be because back. we're actually gonna. 
I don't know. These people were just there for like two issues. They're not like they're long, like long fans. They jumped in for oh, some of deal. the night terrors thing. Well, it, that was the fun of it. There was more people getting involved. Now it doesn't seem it. The, the only problem I have, or the worry, really, first off, it is something. If you end up making people stop doing it, they get involved with other things. But when we get back to the Dawn of DC, we keep pumping it. Oh my God, Dawn of DC, Dawn of. Yeah, we'll get back to the books that we kind of did enjoy, but we're getting a lot of other books, and I don't see many that me and you are really looking forward Fire to. Fire and that Ice, much. A sleeper hit. Fire and Ice, Power Girl. Yeah. We end up having, well, Tom King on Wonder Woman, which will have some hype, but we're not really looking forward to. A Cy Spurrier on the <laughs> Some people are going to jump back and like, this is what you want to get back to, but hopefully of all of it's good. Hopefully all of it's good. I actually wish that what they did. And I was telling these people who said they were bailed, maybe they should have just waited for Dawn of DC to start in September after the night tears and then hit all the books at once. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk about the books tonight. Some of them lead in to the books back at their regular deal of Dawn of DC. Not many, but some. Uh, I could be hopeful for that. But we're going to go off. We're going to hit the books right now. We're going to start with three, including... The big book, Eric, The Night Terrace number three. It's a numbered issue that, like I said, I think it really tells you everything that you thought mattered. It really doesn't, but we kind of knew that already. But we'll get into that in just a moment. Insomnia, 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 insomnia
Oh, yes, you ruined sir. Black Hole Sun for me, that's for sure, because every, every time that song is going to come on, I'm going to sing it's Insomnia. Yeah, well, that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get for saying we skew and review, Eric. And yeah, the darkest before the dawn. Here we are. A little night terrors uh, going there. And and in that, it, it might have picked me up a little. I almost ended up uh, punching my mic. I was playing some air drums like an <laughs> asshole. That's <laughs> how I was going there. But here we are. We're here for the night terrors. And we do have what we thought were going to be some of the really good books. I mean, here's the deal. Up until this point, at least I have been really harping on the idea that it doesn't seem like the tie-ins mean anything. And you've said as well, but you have been more... With every event like this. Yeah, but it's the thing, though, that these were only here as a way to kind of say they did matter. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing. Look, I think it's, this played in better than what we had in other things, but the, since we've been doing this with things like Future Zen and Future State, all the times that come with those events, they don't mean anything in the long run. So I expect the same thing here. At least they said, hey, this is kind of doing something along the lines of it. I, I actually thought it was worse because the other things, while these are just, hey, let's look in and see what these nightmares are. And because of the idea of having nightmares, Nothing was really congruent because you wouldn't have nightmares being the same. So I get that. <laughs> Unless you had characters that jump in their other people's nightmares for whatever reason we do. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the rules are all over the place. But it, to me, when they ended up saying, like, we, we thought, okay, well, and some people are even saying still, maybe this Night Terror should have just been four, five, six issue miniseries by itself, not tying into too much, maybe a book or two. But the idea that they said, oh, no, no, we have to have these times because insomnia is going to be looking and possibly they seem to play. he's going to find the nightmare stone and one of these almost setting up a mystery but a mystery well, that tried. nobody could ever play along with that's not how agatha christie did it i said this on my video review eric he oh. ended up setting up a mystery that couldn't be solved and we should be used to that that's something that dc really really likes to do and has been doing for quite some time it's just the idea that when we get into night chairs number three which we'll start with obviously they're pretty much going to tell you before the event ends even, hey, by the way, the tie-ins are bullshit. You don't even have to read them well, because we kind of pulled the you rug already, from you. you already did read them, so it doesn't matter. But you know what? They're still there because like, like Insomnia, you have to go on the journey of trying to find the nightmare stone within these nightmares. But you know what? Not every journey has a great conclusion. Well, and most <laughs> journeys don't get concluded before the end of the journey. I mean, this actually... Ends the journey of searching through any sort of tie-ins for the night. It's just revealed. They're not anywhere, and we're going to see it in this Night Terrors book. I thought that was a weird play. Maybe have it at the end of issue four. Just so the three people thought maybe they're involved. But again, like you said, I'm not going to call a bonus of, well, I already bought and read the first issue, so I'll go with this. But Man, what a nightmare this was. I can't wait to see the next part. Because somebody ended up uh, tweeting and asking us, oh, have you guys read any of the Night Terrors? I'm like, yeah, we read a couple. And yeah. then they said, oh, I really like the Green Lantern and the Zatanna. And I'm not going to fake the funk. I said, wasn't well, that Zatanna? It made me look like a damn fool. That's what it did. Her. But Not's even Zatanna's so, fault. I still think my favorite one is Angel Breaker. Angel Breaker, it, yeah. It's so crazy, only because it ended up doing something on its own besides trying to pretend that it's really going to try to do Even though we have the rug pulled out from under us with this Night Terrors issue 3 with the reveal of where the Nightmare Stone actually is and the rest of the tie-ins don't actually matter, Angel Breaker being outside of that whole thing, that issue number 2 will still matter. Well, I'm looking forward to Angel Breaker (laughs) 2. I've never thought I'd ever say that, but I am looking forward to that. But 
just imagine going into this and into this week and even last week. I mean, you had thought Ravager, most important book. Maybe not. Still go with it. The weirdest play, and it's actually going to be at the end of the podcast, but just to bring it up, the idea that me and you were kind of discussing, you were arguing with me, I think there's some precog stuff with the Mary Marvel. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that. And then all of a sudden, that seemed to be completely forgotten. I don't even know what happened there. I was really hoping when I got into Night Terror Shazam this week, I'm like, all right, we're going to have all of this problems that we had last time with issue number one, all our disputes resolved with this. But I have no idea because I didn't go back to read issue number one. It just feels like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. But it doesn't matter. I, I guess it was fun to see some things. Again, I'm trying desperately to be positive for some of these things. It's tough. But we'll start with Night Terrors number three. Doesn't matter. Written by Joshua Williamson with art by Giuseppe Comancoli, Stefano Nessi, Casper Wingard, Frank Martin, and Troy Petiri. So we're going to end up in this where we're going to find the Nightmare Stone by the end. Sure. Who has it there? Who has it? Oh my goodness gracious. Well, we'll have to see how this plays out and why out of nowhere you just throw in ideas. And I've said throughout this whole main book, Joshua Williamson has really thrown things out to just, you know, he has no idea how to progress the story. So he ends up just throwing things out there. It does that again here. But this ends up feeling in my mind of like what he usually does. Just, hey, uh, I'm just going to introduce this new thing now. And I'm going to say this new thing. And it's something that you never could have guessed at, never could have known before. And it's said in just such a, I don't know, not a whimsical way, but almost like, oh, what about this? And then it becomes the thing. It's, it's not, not even the idea of the whimsical way it's just brought up. Oh, my God, that has to be the idea. Hey, we have the exact way to get there immediately. Thank God we have that. Let's get there. And like, what is the price of getting the Nightmare Stone? When we get to the price of the Nightmare Stone, that's even more infuriating because what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't make sense, and we'll get to that, and I'll tell you what I think happened. But we even start out again, and we have these intros. We've had, hey, there's Deadman, the Johnny with Carson. Deadman. There's yeah. Deadman doing this. Now it's Hamlet, and he comes out. Now, at this point in issue three, you would think you have a grip on, oh, I see what he's doing. He's saying this means this, and Deadman's caught up in this. These don't mean shit. Unless somebody can glean anything, because here he is, and he's even going against, and I don't think Joshua Williamson knows the character of Deadman. He he proves it in this issue again, and seems to be going from what may be the Wonder Woman and the, what's it called? The uh, Clone Rads did. I think that, and we said this, this is where we actually said, we're always afraid, because when somebody messes up a character, say even a Leah Williams on Power Girl, well, now the next person We'll only read that, and then it, it, it perpetuates itself, and you never get back to what is the real character. And I don't know what they think Dead Man is, and what Joshua Williamson, I think, actually went with is, okay, not many people know the character, but instead of using that as a way to introduce and maybe get people in, he's just fudging. Let's use him to fudge it. Yeah, he's a fudge. He's a fudge. Right? He's the fudge. He is. It's super fudge. But he ends up. Hey, you know, I used to be approached to be in the movies. Yeah, really? Really yeah. acrobatic. Just the idea. It's like they wanted me in the movies, but you know what? I couldn't interact with the audience, and that wasn't for me. I was more about the stage and stuff like that. I'm like, you were a goddamn acrobat in a mask. Nobody asked you to be in movies or do stage plays. Get out of here, Boston Brand. Yeah, exactly. And then even at the end, because kind of the bookend thing will be Dead Man revealing a, a big what I think Joshua Williamson must think is this big epiphany for everyone, and it really falls flat. But it doesn't even tie into that. But then he's like, "Yeah, I like the theater. I like to get the reaction, but I forgot my lines. Get the fuck out of here!" 
I'm sitting there. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then and we go, it boom. doesn't matter. We're back into night terrors proper when we have Sandman fighting the sleepless nights as we try to figure out where the nightmare stone is. Essentially, you have Boston Brand Deadman in Batman's body with the zombified uh, Wesley Dodd Sandman. And then Damian Wayne Robin shows up and says, get out of my father. And this becomes this weird situation. Not as sexy as you want it to be for whatever reason, but you just have this situation where you and I thought it could be a fun situation where, like, you know, Boston Brand is possessing Batman and Damian Wayne isn't the wiser, like, immediately, but he's a smart guy, so you catch on pretty quick. But just have some kind of funny banter. It doesn't get there, but for whatever reason, we use Boston Brand and Batman's body as a way for Damien to start having little heart-to-hearts while that world is ending around him. Like, it's, it's easy being the Batman of Ro- Yeah, it's a Boston Brand. I don't know. It's like, it's easy to be the Batman of Robins, but it's kind of hard to be the father and son. We have these moments in this book at least twice, and they just feel really out of nowhere. Like, I have loved everything that Joshua Williamson done, has done to try to perpetuate Robin as being a better character than people perceived him pr- previously. But for some reason, it's like, okay, I'm going to do some more Robin work here, but it's just these... These like kind of out of nowhere little like set like sad bastard right. moments, and I don't know why. It's because he has the Batman and Robin book coming out in September. That's it. That's what it is. He has a Batman and Robin book coming out, and so that's but it's the just basis. so out of but place. But it doesn't though. set up. It doesn't set up anything. It doesn't even say. I mean, if you're gonna say that, put hey, see my new book in September, Batman and Robin. It is out of place. And even when you have that, like you said, I would have really have liked to see Dead Man thinking, oh my god. Here's Damien. He says, I kind of met Damien before I know what he's about. And, you know, he's a little rapscallion, that kid. Yeah. And the idea that he might say to himself, I need to keep being in Batman's body. But Damien's not going to allow that. Damien is going to fight me over this. And we don't have time. I can't. So you have him and you just set up the idea that the lines and being in. You could have played that into this where you at least have something where. Deadman's like, hey there, sonny boy. And actually, with the idea that you said Damien says, it's pretty tough being the son of the... You could have played that out through Damien realizing, wait a second, you're not my dad, you're acting too nice to me. You're actually paying more attention to me, and this, or whatever it would be. You set it up, but you didn't do it. All right, right away, Deadman says, he'd like you. He, he'd be proud of you there, Damien. A softer touch on Damien, because I just don't want him to be like you know seen as a jerk every time he shows up to a book. Because for the longest time, pretty much since he was created, that's what you had, and that's why people didn't like the character. He's got the softer touch he has now, but he has not lost that hard edge when he needs it. Like He's just been able to open up. But when like, get out of my father, and Boston Brand gets out, it's like, Boston, I should have known. You can see me? I have too much experience with death. <sighs> I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and and again, who's this character? Because Dead Man, it, that's not the ca- you are ruining the character. The only reason that he ends up possessing people is so that he can be, you know, heard. not seen but heard yeah. and and go through things. And you're doing it again. And so and the weird Damien, thing is, I can make weird things where like things that he was taught when he was a part of the League of Assassins as a child through mystical tablets, whatever magical learnings that he can be able to see Dead Man through whatever. Like that will work for me. Just the yeah, I've been experienced way too much uh, death. I've experienced death along with every single person in the DCU. That most everybody has died, come back, and things like that. No, I'm, I'm thinking more that he murders a lot of people. No, I, I think he <laughs> says that he was actually dead and. He came back, and that's why he's kind of connected to the afterlife, is what he's saying. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's really bad. But again, you could have even went the other way, where I said that you'd have dead man. Oh my god, I gotta pretend and whatever. You could have even had where we thought, man, Damien's a dummy. How can he? And then at the end, he does reveal in that cool way of like, 
All right, let's get going, Dead Man. What? You knew it was me all along, and you could have had some fun, and not even just fun. Boston. You could have had some moments with it, but instead, it's just like everything is surface level. It's forced. Everything seems to be set up to, you know, make it so that he doesn't get called out on things again. How can it's just a sad sack. And here, I'm going to ask you too. He ends up saying this deal, and it really seemed like Joshua Williamson wanted to push this. I have too much experience with death. I said he should kick a can and walk down Charlie Brown down the hallway because what does what happens here? Good grief! Why did? Dead man need to come out of Batman's body at this point. Yeah, Damien says Damien get out, yeah. right? But he goes right back in it. He he ends up going back in it. So it, it's it's odd. It, it's very odd. Well, it you, doesn't you make talk sense. About the oddness of everything because even by the end, I have no idea what's up with Boston Brand. Like you know, when we come back out with the Nightmare Stone, like is, what happened to Boston? Even the idea where we had in the Batman Night Terrors number two, where Batman like, oh, Boston's out of my body more. I can go towards the light, and he comes to what seems like the end of this, but. It doesn't really seem like it fits properly with what happened in Batman to this. Well, I don't think that Batman's out yet. I think Batman's still in. When we get to the end, I'm thinking that it's either Insomnia in there or Dead Man's in there with and some wacky th- ideas. And again, still, the thing is, I have no idea because we know nothing about the Nightmare Stone, any of the Sleepless Nights, how any of the rules work, how any of the powers work, anything. You don't. And then even when you have this, and I will mention that at this point then, when you end up having, they escape. They end up getting out of there. They get in the Batplane and they head off to Gotham. And we don't have any real way to progress the story. So when this happens, usually Deadman says, I think I'm going to go and look in the insomnia nightmares. Classic Wesley, goes, Wesley goes, I don't think we should do that. They found ah. us the last time. And he goes, ah, they're already on our tail. But are they? <laughs> I can't hear that. They, they flew off in a Batplane. They're sleepless monsters. It's fine. They, they go into the nightmares here. But it's more of just an origin, you know, deal. It's not really giving us anything. And really the most important thing to progress the story is actually that first stupid panel that ends up pretty much saying, hey, you know, those tie-ins, pretty cool. You saw that insomnia. He was looking for that Nightmare Stone, wasn't he? And then we just go to origin because after you pull out of this, and we'll talk about the, the stuff that happens, but when you pull out, the only thing Deadman says, and really to progress the story, Deadman says, Ooh, he's frustrated. He ain't finding shit. And that's from that first panel. But then we go to the survivors meeting. You know, I'd be there free coffee, Eric. So you're there. And again, I said last week that it seemed to be pushing towards, and you even said it before. We think that Insomnia's family was killed during one of the crises. The Justice League didn't save them. That seems like that's And then the Justice League died, but they were able to come back, and he's frustrated about that as well, because this even seems before he was institutionalized. Like, the the part where he becomes institutionalized, where he has... at the end of this, yeah, I think. I mean, when you start cutting people, right? His family has died. He's going to survivor meetings, talking about the idea of the Justice League, and people are like, hey, eventually you're going to have to forgive them. He's like, you know what? Smash coffee on your face, stab you in the neck. I don't got to forgive shit. So at this point, I'm thinking insomnia... His ass went to Arkham Tower because he had to cut his eyelids off because every time he closed his eyes and went to sleep, all he would see is the Justice League and his family mm-hmm. being killed. And as we saw previously, and I think the first issue, he sees the Justice League as these terrible nightmare creatures. Yeah. So he's got a big heart on against the JL team, and he needs to take them down and maybe get his family back. And the idea, and I, I think his family's dead. I don't, I don't think no, I think so back, too. But we'll see. But do you but... go from a night? Do you use the Nightmare Stone to get to a beautiful dream? But, well, that would be what you would think a a regular person would do. But the way this says and what he says here, and I said last week that it seemed like Insomnia will not be happy because I said, what is the end game here? 
because usually in a crowd, okay, they're going to take over. He's not really like, he's not, I'm going to take over the world universe. I'm going to, he really just wants to show everybody that the Justice League is bullshit. He wants to, and he says, I'm not going to sleep again until they pay. And he says, you will all know what I know. All I want is for everyone to have their eyes open to the truth. I guess I need to leave the example and cut his eyelids. Then he says, I'll never sleep again. Not until the Justice League pay. I wouldn't go any further and, you know, and, and says, hey, Deadman, I see you. But I, I told you before, yeah. every time we have and one of the issues in this week's books, I think shows definitely what I said might be the case where he keeps going in these tie-ins. Every time you see at the end, it's like a nightmare version of character. This continues in, in Night's End. I think he's just going to get that Nightmare Stone and he's going to make these nightmare versions that these characters have thought up themselves, gun, bat, all that. And make them real and say, look, everybody, that's the scary. Just It's just going to be like, you know, the dark multiverse stuff. Are they going to throw like rocks and cans at them? They may. I don't know. But in that, I just think that's all it is. I think that Insomnia just wants people to think of the Justice League as horrific. Like I just he imagine he'll, he'll do all end. this stuff. Like, let's just say you're right. He comes out, he has all these nightmare versions of the Justice League. People are like, see what they really are. People are like, that's just going to be like, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, where everybody go, like in New York gets to Spider-Man's aid, they start chucking rocks. I'm like, you ain't going to take us against, you ain't going to put us against the Justice League. They're here to help us. I love it. Where, you know, you have insomnia. No, Oh my no. God, look at this gun bat. That's the Batman. I'm like, the hell you say? I know Batman. <laughs> That's a I don't know how it's going to go. Or he'll want this monstrosity team to kill every. I, I don't Look know. Look at this werewolf, Mister Hyde Flash, everybody, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like even that, like out of the blue and nonsense. I don't know but what that is. <laughs> he ends up where he uh, then Damn speed says, force. "Hey there, dead man. I see you going through my memories. Oh my goodness!" He pulls out. So all that you're thinking, okay, what did he learn? You know, he we learned some background, but that's not going to help Dead Man in the here and now where they're trying to figure things out. And again, what it probably ends up doing is making Dead Man feel bad for insomnia for some reason. But he says, I got it now. Insomnia is growing frustrated. He can't find the nightmare stone. It's not in the nightmares. And then he continues. But John D told him it wasn't here either. It's not in the land of the living. Yet insomnia said that twice in these books said it could be. In the waking world, that's why he has. I mean, you ended up having those those sleepless nights show up and attack Wesley Dodds and and Dead Man and say, "Show us where the Nightmare Stone is." And they're in the it just, he's hedging his bets. Just nothing. Well, then when you have that, Damien out of nowhere, you know what? What if it's in between waking and dreaming? And I'm like, you mean half a sleepland? Oh, like, no. That's all that is. Then it must be someplace in between waking and dreaming. What do you think, Wesley Dodds? If that's the case, I might be of some help. Guess what? I years ago, decades ago, I devised a way to create a gas to put you right in that you know hollow space. And you know what? Since we're here at Wayne Tech, I can go and craft that shit up immediately. You know, I'm a chemist, <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to hit you with this stuff, and you need to go to that hollow place where Dead Man's going to, or Batman's going to have a Dead Man's like you know like amalgam suit on, which kind of looks kind of cool for what it is. Him and Damien are going to go to the place in between sleeping and awaking world. And then we're going to see some weird, you know, dreamy shit until we come across the House of Horrors. And inside there, we're going to have to give our sacrifice to get the Nightmare Stone. Like Wesley Dodds talked about with that cult from decades ago that was going to sacrifice themselves to bring the Nightmare Stone. And all of that seemed fine with the idea of like, okay, you have to have all this sacrifice in order to get the Nightmare Stone. But he put everybody to sleep beforehand, so they weren't able to get it and never manifested into the real world. But here we are in the the in-between world, the hollow. The hollow. 
And in this world, we see that dead man, he didn't actually die in the air when the bullet hit him. Like he likes to tell everybody, he actually hit the ground and he was laying there bleeding. And for some reason, this dead man, Batman amalgam in this in-between world, it's like, I know what I have to do. De- Wesley Dodds told me about the sacrifice. So here I am dying in this make-believe circus tent. I'm going to rip this dead man's guts out, pull out the nightmare stone, and that's going to be the sacrifice. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing. Did you, did you kill dead man of the mind of my memory? Did you sacrifice a memory? It's like you're sacrificing just another dream or nightmare. It's, it is like a memory and doing it. But again, all I think is that you go in and also just to point out, they go in, they walk over a couple sand dunes. It looks like you end up having that discussion. You said, Hey there, Damon. Pretty cool being Batman's son, right? Well, just being Batman and Robin, but a son and father, it's a little tough. You know what it is. No, I don't. I never had a family. Must be a bad life. Poor and Cleveland. then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, here's a shack, house of horror, and also keep saying, Oh, I think the nightmare stone's calling us. While you have insomnia trying to peek in. I mean, everything is there's no sort of any anything. You just end up walking down the road, boom, house of horror, go in, oh my god, what's that body? Oh, don't you get that? That's my lie. I'm like, really? Because all you're doing is forcing this because of the idea that now you're in this in-between. We don't know the rules anyway, but you can't sac- sacrifice Damien. You're no. not going to sacrifice dead men. Just yet. So they make it. Joshua Williamson makes up something. He's already made up this hollow and then goes even further by making up bullshit that there's a not dead dead man, still dead man, but it's a it, what? And then you end up sacrificing it, not even telling us what really a sacrifice that is. On top of all that, which I don't understand, when we have, you know, Damien and Deadman walking into this like circus tent of the mind, I can feel the nightmare stone. It's power. It wants to be found. And then he says, this is why I could feel Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were haunted. The nightmare stone wants me to find him. Like, the fuck does Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman have to do with anything? And they're being haunted for this freaking in between the waking world and dreaming world it, where it you could have nothing. to be found it. It just end up maybe he heard us bitching because I said, why would he say, oh, Sonic Superman while he flew over the graveyard in that first flood? Oh, I better follow him. Nonsense. Why aren't? Why isn't anybody going to get the Dreamstone? I keep asking about it, too. Something has to be done with that. But you end up here. They they sacrifice maybe a mem- memory. Or dead man's lies. Or dead says. man's These dead. Are- or I, yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I want to talk about, the idea. Because we have Dead Man and Batman's body in this in-between world. He goes and rips this, what he calls his lies apart to get the Nightmare Stone out. And they're, they're thrust out of this in-between world, back to the waking world, where Batman has the Nightmare Stone in his hand. And I can't tell if this is de- like Batman with Dead Man inside him, just Batman, because we know Batman does wake up at this, like, around this point in time, like in uh, Batman Nightmares number two. But at this point in time, we have Batman seemingly to be possessed by the Nightmare Stone, but I also don't know if it's Boston Brand or if we actually killed Boston Brand in the world in between. And maybe it's insomnia that jumped. I'm telling you, the idea is not matching up. When you ended up having, oh, my God, you know, is this real or not? Oh, it's real, but we lost. That's what Damien says to him, and that's not this scene. So something's going on. You can only imagine, and the, the timing's off because of that. Though in this issue... We do then see why Wesley Dodds was in Wayne Tower, and we do yeah. get that little thing. But at this point, it's not the off the same. sleepless nights as Damien and Deadman try to figure Batman out what, how to get the Nightmare Stone. did not wake up with the Nightmare Stone. They were at a different spot. So in this, you end up having – and it, it's ambiguous, but it's certainly not in my mind Batman. 
especially when you have this purple deal. And we have the Nightmare it's got Stone. purple skull eyes. Yeah, and I even like that. We have the Nightmare Stone. We can use it to stop insomnia. Now, I just want to just stop and say, okay, that seems like, okay, you can go with it. But that doesn't make any sense either because we don't even know what the fuck it is. And how would it stop him when it's the thing that he needed? Like, to me, you destroy it right now and then it's over. He can't do anything. But the idea where you have it, 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 you want to make it seem like it makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it really doesn't because he's searching for this. We don't know what it is. But then when you have <laughs> of the mind in the eyes, nightmares, and then my dreams will come true. And he's smiling. Yeah, I'm Ooh. telling you. It's a, good, it's a good possibility Batman somehow is possessed by insomnia and all that stuff about stopping some. That's all bullshit for because he has the nightmare stone now. But who knows at this point in time who who's inside Batman? <laughs> <laughs> How anything works Everybody's in Batman And I want to point out too There was a thing where at the beginning They do talk to Damien Hey how did you stay awake Now we saw that he went to study And that's not really pushed as much as it should be Because he instead says I I use the art of staying awake The art of staying awake You know that eh? I utilized every single meditation technique I'd ever learned. Well, you're already doing too much because certainly Batman would know a lot of that as well. And Batman couldn't. Now, they played the idea that he kind of couldn't then because of Deadman, but he still fell asleep. But then he says the whole world has only been asleep for a few hours. But for more, me, it feels like it's been. And that gets a little wonky as we go along to where some people start to mention different things. So. Everything is just willy-nilly, but really my biggest problem with this is that it really does show you before the end of the event that you never needed the tie-ins, and maybe some people feel duped, but it just continues to be. I'm just going to – you said it before, and we said it a lot about Joshua Williamson's writing a lot of times. We said it with Dark Crisis especially was, yeah, yeah well, if you're going to fight me with the doomsday, I'm going to fight you with that. And it just ends up adding things, adding things almost like kids in the backyard. And this almost feels like, well, you can't stop me now. Oh, well, you didn't know about the hollow. What? And then you're doing that. Everything's just thrown out with no explanation. And then at the end, you get to Nightmare Stone. We'll see what's happening. Uh, very odd. The art to me was okay. It got oh, wonky at points. Uh, there were points where it got wonky. A lot of people actually thought that Insomnia was cutting all the other people's eyes out because of the way that played out. But when Damien first shows up, I can't even tell you what he's doing. With those nightmare uh, sleepless nights, it was hard to tell what exactly he's just kicking ass and taking names. That's what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, but it's like I'm like I don't know what's happening there, and then all of a sudden they just get up on the bat plane. But at the end, I it was a disappointment for me. What would you give it? Well, I think it's, I enjoyed the art in this issue, but it is a big disappointment overall because th- the rules are just being made up here at the eleventh hour of the story, and it's just very disappointing for how it's so exciting. I'm telling you, I can't make head nor tails of what's actually going on because. I never knew how things were supposed to work to begin with, and now new rules are being made up, so it doesn't really matter. So 5.3 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 4, and I didn't like the art as much as you did. Some of the things seem cool, but like you said, it, it's it, I'm not saying that he really wanted it to be and a full-out mystery. Weird. Yeah, but the weird play is, you know, you have a story here. It's an event. You want people to play along, and you end up saying, listen, this Nightmare Stone could be an A, B, or C. We get to this issue. Oh. Fuck you, it's in D. That's what it ended up being. And then everything just pushed towards, and we don't even know exactly what happened at the end with Dead Men. It was a little bit odd and wondering how that's going on. I guess we have to wait for Night Terrors 4. Yeah, Night Terrors number 4, and then Night's End. I, I, 
is, can Night's End be anything but just a big giant battle where, you know, you want to say, ooh, Zatanna and Cliff will be in there and there'll be one page they're punching somebody, stuff like that. It's, it's very odd. the way for Aquaman to show up. Yeah. You know, he said, oh, swap the land deck. lovers. Me, mateys. Arr. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think that'll be next week. But what are we doing next? Night Terrors The Flash, number two, written by Alex Pacmadel, with art by Daniel Bayliss, Tom Derenick, Igor Monti, Pete, uh, Pete Pantazis, and Simon Boland. In this issue, we pick up where we left off in the last Night Terrors Flash issue, where Flash is desperately trying to go back in time in his nightmare because Wally West, the kid Flash, was killed by Gorilla Grodd using the Spear of Destiny. And before Wally was going to die, he said there was something inside the lightning, something in the speed force that was preventing me from moving as fast as I want to. And that's why I got killed. Like, you know, I'm about to die now. And Barry's trying to figure out how to do this. He's going to go back in time, even though he's not supposed to, and try to prevent Wally's death. But every time he goes back, he can see this thing in the, in the, in the lightning and the speed force. That's preventing him from moving fast enough to save the day. And in this, we see him doing it over and over and over again, going back and forth throughout time, trying to save Wally West. And for some reason, there's a, there's friction in the speed force now because of that thing, resistance. And my body had to compensate, which made Flash into, like I said previously, some kind of Dr. Hyde werewolf monster thing where he's just this complete monstrosity. At first he was like a hunchback and it yeah. was scaring me. Then he like morphs into morphs. It's very odd, right? I'm telling you, he looks like he's taking some really bad blockbuster serum at some point and he's just going to keep doing this. But it's it, the thing about I liked about the first issue because Barry, more than anything, is going to try to save Wally. That's the basis of his nightmare. But things like uh, this jump in there that don't make sense, but Barry goes with it because it is a dream like anybody else would do in a kind of dream where thing, weird shit just shows up and you go with it and you move on to the next part of the dream. And even the point where, you know, after all of these different attempts, he comes back to see Wally once again and then his mother shows up and they're like, hey, Ma, what are you doing here? That's weird. But she just pretty much, you know, comes in does her thing and then leaves. And the idea is like, you, you have to go keep doing this, Barry. You have to run. You have to, it just seems like the idea of insomnia being in control of like the, the nightmare, being his mother and wanting him to continue doing what he's doing to keep the dream going longer. So maybe insomnia can search Barry's mind for the nightmare stone. Yeah, Again, I think that by the end you get the, uh, but it's weird. I think that this one might play out actually what I was saying earlier, the idea where insomnia is trying to create these monsters because it's his mom. So I would have right away. I mean, if I'm Barry, I'm like, listen, I know, mom, that you're not alive, but that's not throwing me off. It's that you say you brought me fried chicken and you have a goddamn big burger, you know, big belly, belly burger. burger deal. You said fried chicken, lady, but she seems like oh, you, you got to get back to it. You got to get in. At one point, he looked like one of those big battle droids in the prequels. Like he's so like over the top at the <laughs> time. Like he's weirding I'm, me to, out. To, to, I'm telling you, to me, he looks like a hairless werewolf. Yeah. It's it's not good to look at. And then even as he's going, you get some okay moments. And this is where this is going to be a weird show for what I say about some things. Because this book, I'll give Alex Pagnadol some credit here. He's trying to do something. He, he's trying to use this. Hey, you just do the nightmares. He's trying to do some sort of intricate story. The problem is, I think it's a little too intricate for what we know is not well, real that's anyway. The thing. I, I agree. So that, Cause I was really like into the idea of the first issue. It. It, yeah. it felt like it was doing more than any other nightmare where it really wanted to be a nightmare scenario. But actually tried telling too a much story. now. Right. And I agree to the point where he knows he needs more speed. He's going to go back up to the justice league watchtower and like, you know, fight Hal about going back and doing this to the point where Hal is like, you know, 
pretty much, you know, his body's ripped limb from limb by Barry. He was like, pull yourself together, Hal, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to. And he goes to the 25th century to go to, uh, go see Eobard Thawne and get the Spear of Destiny from the Flash Museum of the 25th century and steal Eobard's speed because he needs more speed. He needs uh, the uh, Spear of Destiny to stop Grodd and all of these things. It is a lot of story in this, but what does it do ultimately for what we're doing for what we're saying for Barry or anything? Because like, is it just ultimately Barry is willing to cross the line for friends and family? Like he is always like, you know, even though he's like this light and hope and you never think of Barry as anybody, but somebody who will walk the line steadily. But this shows you that maybe in his deepest, darkest subconscious, he can go further and like darker than he ever wants it's to. It's weird because I didn't think that the play to me was, you know, what we would normally expect at first was, and you said it last issue, the idea that he will sacrifice himself for anybody. And that's really cool. It goes a little too far. He ends up where also just other things thrown in that awful Hal Jordan that's all burned up and shit. Like you're never going to really have any time to develop that. But, you know, Hal gets ripped apart, but nothing is going to wow you because you know it's not real. You well, know even it's the not ideas happening. of these things, like I said, like, you know, is it that Barry is willing to go too far in his own subconscious? But even in his weird nightmare dream, like, we continue on with this, this, the scene where he fights Eobard Thawne. He shoves, he vibrates his hand into Eobard's chest and then rips it out. But his hand stays inside Eobard's chest. So he has a, a hand missing. And we continue to have Barry's hand missing the entire issue. And then sucks Eobard's speed out of his body, leaving him with nothing left. And then goes back to the past to go to try to save Wally West over and over again, only to find out the thing that's been inside the Speed Force this entire time is actually all the times that Barry's gone back in time and they've become That's this amalgam inside the Speed Force and became this weird evil dead monstrosity that now he has to kill. I didn't want the monstrosity. <laughs> I actually thought that it was just going to be that play of, oh my God, it was me doing this and I was fighting against it, like that sort of thing. But it ends up that crazy, crazy looking monstrosity. But like, what, I don't even know what's more of a monstrosity. You have this collective of Barry Allen's flash inside the streak of lightning that is the Speed Force. But then you have Barry Allen himself with long werewolf dog legs that bend like, you know, a dog's legs would bend, a stumpy hand and a spear of destiny while he has like a, like a, a freaking back that goes right into his head with no neck, a flat front face. I, I like it just gets so fucking weird. And I don't understand I don't even know what's what happening. you're trying to do into, at this point in time. Like, I know it's a nightmare, but this the scene, like all the other stuff, it feels kind of a natural to a dream. Him becoming this weird monstrosity is like. Oh, yeah, my body had to compensate for the friction. I'm like, this is and weird. And that's, that's the weird play is, again, by the end, and this is the book that I actually was talking about. I couldn't remember if it was this one. But at the end, when you have to be continued in the pages of Night Terror's Night's End, you do end up seeing insomnia. You end up seeing the Wonder Woman evil version there and some of these other crazy things. And that way, it's that's what insomnia is doing. He's gathering up these characters and you ended up having him at least in a, a maybe the most clever way. You said that because the thing is, when we have Barry eventually wake up because Wally wakes him up, he's been running yeah, around like in his sleep. Him. And well, for some reason, Wally didn't go to sleep this whole time and like, or he woke up beforehand. I don't know how the rules work because Barry's woken up by Wally West. But then you have Insomnia and his weird horde of monstrosities. I only looked at that front werewolf looking fuck and thought, man, that looks a lot like what Barry looked like in his dream. I thought that's a weird like, you know, coincidence. But I never, I never looked at the people in the background and thought anything more of them besides for, 
Hey, it's a some more bullshit sleepless yeah, nights. Yeah, it looks like those are like the heroes and their nightmares. Because I, I, I think can that see that one that might be Wonder Woman, but I think that's the that's the only one the, that uh, I can see, right? The, the queen, but like, who's the rest though? Yeah, we'd have to see, but I think that that's what's going on. They're gathering them up. Then I also, just because I wanted to, and the giggle, I just thought that for good measure. That barn and that that that's the sanctuary. It's burning now. <laughs> they come back and that you thing's on fire. I look at that. That's right. got a steeple. That looks like a church that Barry set on fire. It's a really intricate story in a way that that doesn't not, need to be. Yeah, and, like, and I, that's I think the it's, thing. It's, it's a weird mixed bag for me because I appreciate how much tr- like you know trying went into telling this story that doesn't ultimately matter because it's just a tie into an event. Like we said in the first thing, yeah. it doesn't matter for what we learn in Night Terrors number three. But it's it trying matter. so damn hard at not having to do anything. It, and the thing is, like, I appreciate it, but, like, would I have, like, I don't know. Because feel, I feeling know. like you're not, like, doing less might have been more in the scenario, even though we'll have issues that do pretty much what feels like nothing. I'll bitch that there's nothing going on here. It's, it's weird. I don't know how to feel about it. That's the issue. And I, when we go and talk about a couple of others today, again, there's going to be ones that I bet you mean you don't quite agree on. But the idea that they well, don't do a lot. Did, like, way less than this, way more enjoyable. That's the one I'm talking about, Eric. So we actually agree. What what I was And when you have that Green Lantern one, and we'll get to it, obviously, when we do that. You showcase how badass how Jordan is. That's and you all I let that, You let it go the entire time, and I appreciate you for doing that. This kind of wants to do that, but it got lost along the way with too much. There's too much entanglement. Well, Where when you though, have Werewolf Barry, it gets weird. <laughs> yeah. You also, in this, you actually wear, and I keep bringing this up each week, where somebody said, well, maybe this Night Terrors originally, they thought, might be something where you're going to introduce some characters, some concepts, things like that, that new readers might not know. And you could have done something with Eobard. You could have done something with that, but it's just everything is just piled on top. And then, like you said, you get weird friction burn. Barry turns into werewolf. I don't know what's going on, and let's get the hell out of here. And the thing is, I probably would have had the entire thing about Eobard Thawne because, in my mind, more than anything, the reverse Flash is the ultimate nightmare of Barry Allen for everything he's done and what he could do again. And, it, you know, you're just throwing some things in here, but what would you give it? Ultimately, I'm going to give this a... I really enjoyed the art. Like I said, I appreciate no, all okay. the depth that went into telling this story and what it wanted to do. It's just off the wall weird in the nightmare scenario. Like I'm telling you, the nightmare scenario, it's cool how we jump from scene to scene. Things don't make sense, but they don't need to. And Barry goes along with this crazy scenario just to save Wally. It's cool, but it's just so much. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. And it's just, it's yeah. a lot. I really appreciated that first issue, but this one just feels like it's somehow even way too much more than we had in that first issue. I'm a five, and it's regular five. I wouldn't give him an F. I think he's trying. He's trying more than some of these others are doing, but it just didn't pan out. It really kind of didn't make much sense by the end. Uh, but we'll move on to the next one. And what is that, Eric? Night Terrors, Robin, number two, written by Kenny Porter with art by Miguel Mondanco, Adriana Lucas, and Tom Napoletano. And if you remember for this story, we have Night Terror's Robin, which features Jason Todd and Tim Drake, who, for some reason, they're sharing a dream every now and again. Like, sometimes they're in their dream. They can hear each other through, like, dream walls. They can break through these dream walls to get into each other's dreams. But ultimately, it's just pretty much our sad sack Robin sitting here saying, man, I'm not good enough, and then telling each other, you know what, Jason Todd, you are good enough. You didn't fail. Other people failed you. Well, you didn't fail either, Tim. You did everything you did for everybody else. And I appreciate that to a degree, too. It's just always the same thing because... That's the problem. 
you have Jason Todd confronting crowbars. You have Tim Drake confronting the death of his father from Captain Boomerang. They know they're in a dream. They know what's going on. But like even in Zatanna, the idea where our characters will know these things and they'll still wear them down until our characters end up feeling like they're going into what's I um it's not called the underbelly, but the underneath, like they're being sunk down because they've lost all hope. And it's in this place that Jason Todd and Tim Drake both find each other again, and they inspire one another, which elevates them That's back nice. into the regular nightmare. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's how I see it. It's just, it's just kind of the, the, the whininess of those characters that, like, you always get with them. Like, uh, I, they still have to overcome for some reason. But it's that we, we elevate each other into our regular nightmares, and then there's Insomnia. What's all this? What's all this? I thought I got took away all your hope. You can't have hope. So let's do everything that we did in the previous issue That's and the beginning problem. of this issue all over again. Yep, that is my problem. What you end up having is a really cool deal. I haven't read a lot of things with Jason Todd and Tim Drake and, and the whole play of Tim being the Robin. And the stuff you will after. read, it's, it's all Jason being an asshole. Yeah, so what you have, though, is here you have the next Robin, Tim, who was the one who kind of forced his way in. You end up having Jason, the outcast, but they're coming together. They're kind of building each other up. But the problem is, last issue we had, hey, guys, it's a nightmare. Hey, Jason, you got a lot of red hoods and some crowbars going at you. Oh, no. Hey, that's Daddy, Tim Drake, your dad. I he can't got save killed by my Boomerang. people in my life. Oh, no. So in this one, they go, hey, Jason. It's almost like I don't want to say prison cells. It really feels like they're at like like a camp. And you like me and you are at camp and you're at I the know next prison cells. I, I like the idea because it's kind of nicer. You're in the next okay. tent, and I'm yelling over to you, Hey, Eric, you're pretty cool. And then you're like, Shut up, shorty. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm like, What a dick. That's that end scene. But no, it, it's, Hey, you're pretty good. I think that you're better than you think, and you're not an outcast. We like you, Jason. Oh, well, if you're going to say that, I think you're pretty smart and one of the better Robins, and you're pretty good. All right, so what should we do? Let's go fight the things that we ended up having in the first issue. To prove that we believe well, that enough. It's such a weird idea because when you have them trying to elevate each other out of the underneath the nightmare where they're like, you go where you have no despair. It's like, you're not alone, Jason, and you're stronger than you think, Robin. Now show them what you got. And our heroes elevate themselves back up to fight insomnia. And it's like, what are you guys doing here? I thought I got rid of this. Well, I guess I have to do it all over again. And then you have Tim, who even though he understands exactly what's going on, has to explain himself yeah. to Insomnia and his dead father who's attacking him. Like, uh, look, I didn't do this. I have, like, you know, tried to, like, yes, people have, like, died, but I've saved way more people. It wasn't my fault. The people who, like, I understand you need dialogue and a comic and stuff like that, but the idea that they're expressing themselves so much, like, they still have to defend themselves, even though they know they don't have to, because they just had that whole rah-rah speech to each other. It feels so yeah, that's weird all you and needed. unneeded. And didn't it feel, it was funny, because what you end up in, and there's some neat things, but they just like out of nowhere. You end up at one point where, you know, Tim's like, no, 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 I didn't, you know, let everybody down. All of a sudden, these boomerangs come out of the floor with all the bat family. It's a neat little visual, but it doesn't okay, mean it's, anything. It's almost like a Freddy Krueger claw in a dream. When you end up, and like we said, the idea where, hey, uh, Tim, you're pretty good. It wasn't your fault. You saved everybody. You're awesome. That's enough. You don't have to have him like almost whiny, bitchy. Try, oh come on, insomnia! I'm really good because I did. Like you don't need that. You, you're really over the top, just grinding it in, and it, it, it was a slog. This one was such a slog to get I'm telling through. For you, the, me. the moments for me though, when we have our heroes go into the utter despair and they find each other and they elevate each other, it's a really nice moment between Tim and Jason. Even the point when you know 
I'm like kind of rolling my eyes at the way that Tim is like approaching insomnia and his dead father and everything that's like, you know, frightens him from his past. When Jason's doing his thing, his nightmare sucks because they're just fucking these, these fucking red hood monsters that are attacking with crowbars. But when he sit, he decides he's not going to fight anyone. He's not going to do what they want because he's the Robin who never does what he's told. He lays down his arms and he's like, I don't need to do this by myself. I have backup. And he says, Tim, I need your help. And he just sits there and waits for Tim because he has faith and trust that Tim will find a way to him. And Tim does. And I'm like, that was a nice moment. Yeah, I that dug was that. Nice. And then you had both the Robins together right there to try to take on both of their fears, nightmares, and work through their pain together to move themselves even further up into their subconscious, into the real world. I think one of the, the plays here, though, when you're doing this, you have to set it up that I understand one of the rules that Harley just came out of nowhere and said, well, we haven't really seen it come to play that much. But the, maybe with Deadman, we're not sure. But the idea if you die in the dreams or nightmares, you die in well, real just, life. Jim, that's just common knowledge. Well, that, that's, that, that is actually I watched here, like Nightmare uh, on Elm Street Part 1 and 3 the other day. I know how shit happens. Well, but my problem is when you're dealing with that, I, I never once thought that any of these characters would die. So you have to play it a little. And he does play you're it right. Somebody well. should have died. Well, somebody should have. You, you have to. Angel Breaker. <laughs> It, it, yeah, really. Well, it's, it's a flash usually then, but you end up where all this going on. I, I liked the moment, but it wasn't like I was at the edge of my seat. I knew what was going to happen. I was waiting for it. It was still nice. But the way that you set this up, it really was just set up, yell about the setup, get back to the setup to fight it, then explain it again and then team up. And at least one thing here, which I don't think will happen though, anyway. Is they are sharing the I like when you get out and then Jason's like, I don't even know if that was really I would laugh if it wasn't, but at least they came to an agreement and liked each other and that might carry And they over. woke up in the real world and they're gonna go meet up right now because Jason thinks that somebody needs a beat down, he doesn't want to do it alone. On my way, brother. And that's nice, but where else will you have? Because one of the things just going by solicits, I don't know anything of what Tim's gonna be doing. But Jason joins up with Catwoman in the Gotham War and goes against the Bat Family. So maybe this is all thrown out at you, which I don't think is, it means anything. I'm anyway, telling you right still. now, Tim, Tim's always a good little soldier. He wants to be Robin more than anybody else. And that's been his identity. It's been a part of his identity crisis for so long that it is a part of him. Because, like knowing that he needs to be Robin because he doesn't have anything else, doesn't know who he is. But maybe after this experience, if we have some weird synergy that continues on after Night Terrors, Tim Drake will actually team up with Jason Todd with Catwoman against Batman for the first time because with all the stuff that he's been doing all this time, Batman, it hasn't been working. And Tim has some ideas. We saw that in James Tynan's, you know, like detective comics that he has things that he thinks will work better than what Batman's doing. So there's a possibility that maybe that will do it. Again, I'm, I'm just saying all this. I don't think it will happen either, but it could be cool. I would say no chance because of the idea that the Tim Drake that we're dealing with is the Chip Zdarsky Tim Drake yeah. who just went through the multiverse to save Batman. He's not going to go well, against him. He does. The that's guy. ridiculous. Well, the play is you end up having interviews and things like that. After Night Terrors, Batman comes out and then falls asleep for two months again to set everything up. Maybe they're pissed off. They're like, look at this lacy ass. I didn't fall asleep. Look, Jason and, and Tim, they ain't falling asleep, but... That was the play leading into it. That would be a cool it. division that you'd never see, though. Let's say we have the four Robins, right? And I'm not going to count Stephanie Brown. I'm going to piss a lot of people Ooh. off by doing that. 
But you have like, you know, Dick and Damien follow Bruce because you, you feel like they would, right? They would And then always, you have yeah. Tim and Jason follow Selena and it'd be like this weird, like, you know, breaking of the family that would be really interesting to me. I say always with Damien. I, I mean against Selena. There's yeah. no way he's going to with Selena. Damien, and Damien now at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, he was walking around in the sand dunes saying it's hard <laughs> to be the Father and son, and he wants to do that. Better way to try Dick, than there's a Gotham no War. Way you are not getting if anything in that Gotham War has where Dick Grayson is going, or even a Barbara goes against Batman, then bullshit. I will call bullshit till the day. I, is I'm just done. gonna wait for the weird thing because out of nowhere, it's gonna be like we had in the War of Jokes and Riddles, where for some reason Bruce Wayne is gonna sponsor either the Riddler or the Joker for the billion dollars, and that's where and that's where Dick Grayson's gonna come in. Look. Who wants to really, who wants me to back them with a billion dollars to fund their Gotham War? Well, it's heartless, obviously. <laughs> yeah, heartless is there. He's out with it all. Uh, but yeah, overall, what a stupid story that was. People uh, love that. I'm like that part made no sense because Bruce Wayne never made a decision, and then the next issue, Batman, not Bruce Tony Wayne, but Batman is working with Riddler. Yeah, murder, murder. But all of this going down, what would you give this issue? This is a very disappointing issue with a few. Like I'm telling you. A handful of cool moments for Robins that I love, but the things that the scenarios that you put these characters that I love into, it's just the basic bitch stuff. And then you just repeat the stuff that we already did to the point where it is just boring with characters that I love. And I hate when that happens because that should never happen for me. And then the handful of moments, like the art was okay. Like I think like for some reason the Tim Drake stuff was way better than the Red Hood stuff, but it shouldn't have been, but that's the way it felt. And I'm going to give it a regular five out of 10, I think, because it was a disappointing issue with some okay moments here and there, but it did not do enough to make the issue good overall. Amazingly, I'm going to go a little higher than you on the 5-5 five, five, because I did like those moments. I, you know, the concept of it, if, if you end up saying to me beforehand, listen, first off, we were like, why are they sharing the – you're never going to find out rules in these nonsense things. But at the beginning, if you said, hey, it's going to be – Jason and Tim, and they're going to kind of come together and inspire each other. All right, that, that elevates up to a 5.5 for me. But the actual, the whole play of it and how it ended up going, it was boring. It was just boring, those, and you just repeated. Those long lipstick-looking Red Hood monster, like, you know, the Red Hood, like, you know, actual mask. Like, they look just like lipstick to me, but with them with the Joker yeah. smile on them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I hated them so much. Looking at them with their stupid crowbars beating Jason, I'm like, this is the worst kind of story for Jason. I liked... You have Joshua Williamson who did all that work for Damian Wayne in the Robin book. People will say it's bullshit because the Lazarus tournament didn't go anywhere, and I can agree with that. But the character work of Damian was top-notch in my mind. But every time anybody touches Jason Todd, it is the same bullshit over and over again. And I need some writer to come and say, hey, I care about this character. Let's get him to a different place. Well, we thought maybe that was going to happen in that beginning of the Urban Legends with Chip Zdarsky. It kind of went back to the end. Yeah, our test was C. They Something. keep going. I think it's one of those when they end up starting, okay, I'll do something. Di oh, people don't. We have to get back to the, you know, plain old basic bit shit. But would it shock you that there are one, two, three, four, five, six reviews for this issue and only one is under a nine? There's Jeez. two tens. I just, why? Like, please, you got to read Again, more comics. And maybe people. they're there for the handful of moments that I talked about. Some really good moments, yeah, but it does they, not make a great comic overall. I, and maybe it's like Stockholm Syndrome by this point. Like, well, at least I like one little thing about it. Hey, so you're still waiting for to kick in. Yeah, yeah. I really am. But that is it for the first section of books. Uh, we will take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back with three more to end the show. He was a patient icon. 
Guilt out to destiny Jumps through your nightmares And that's nightmares with a T Built in around the dear body from John D Sucking a line around for most of the time Sleepless nights and the Lazarus Causing such a fuss Extraordinarily dumb It's a summer We nightmares that make you scream Rosie can only hope they're clean Guaranteed to bore us all The stories that to be precise The whole damn thing is overpriced Wanna try Ah, yes, Eric, here we are with the second segment of books, and we'll see. Maybe these will be worth the price of admission. What do you Maybe. think, Eric? Maybe. <laughs> uh, we, we were debating on how long this section's going to be, and I didn't do this on purpose, but really, the books that had more meat and cheese in them were in that the first books section. That mattered. Ooh, these books, while I think one of the better books of the entire event is in this section, I do mean Satan, Eric, right? Obviously. We end up hex where violence. not a lot is going on. That hex and violence is going to be pushed by so many. It's going to drive me nuts every time. It's going to be so again. good. It made me feel like a dummy. Remember? I can't when It was like but you ended up having Bleeding Cool leak the idea that there was going to be a hex and violence miniseries. And luckily, somebody came to their fucking senses and said that's not going to sell. But yeah. it, just, it just would have been like a... Twisting the dagger at my side every time. I'm still waiting for it to be announced. Every time it's on the page, I feel like a damn fool, and I know that you're <laughs> laughing. I know oh, that you're sitting so there hard. laughing, and I'm like, you jerk. I, I'm going to blame now. I'm blaming the backwards magic on why I didn't yeah. get it at first. Whatever you need to know. <laughs> but that's not what we're starting with. We're starting with what I think is the better book of this event. What is it, Eric? Night Terrors, Green Lantern, number two, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Eduardo Pansica, Jordi Tarragona, Julio Ferreira, Luis Guerrero, and Dave Sharp. And in this issue, we have Hal Jordan plunged into the nightmare world, where he's confronted with his greatest nightmare and fear of all time, him being possessed by Parallax. And the greatest thing happens in this issue, because Hal Jordan, whether you love the character, you think he's the greatest Green Lantern ever, you have other favorite Green Lanterns, he is definitely a captivating... You're saying, like, most sensible fans is what well, I'm saying. saying right? I, think, I sit there, I'm like, I love Kyle Rayner. People will tell you, like, <laughs> yeah. John Stewart's their guy. You'll be like, Guy Gardner's my guy for some yeah, reason. Like but guy. you have all of this going on. And how Jordan, he is the man, and he has been the man for the longest time. And this issue just solidifies it because he comes right out. He's like, I'm in a nightmare. You're doing this fucking nightmare bullshit to me where you're trying to show me. But you don't understand. I am not a Green Lantern. I'm the Green I'm Lantern. The and Green what Lantern. I do... Is I use my willpower. I overcome fear. So everything you throw at me, I'm just going to whoop your ass over and over again and make you try to do more. And you know what? That's just going to make me more and more angry. So I whoop your ass even harder. And I'm yep, like, and, and I am here I for it. Yeah, and I'm here for it too. And and the thing is, with the Hal Jordan, there is that play where it's not as cool to say that you like Hal because he is the man. So it is, yeah. you know, hey, I'm going to like this guy and I'm going to like that guy. It happens a lot with sports. Where you're like, oh man, Michael Jordan wasn't my favorite bull. I like Scottie Pippen or I like B.J. Armstrong, something like that. Because everybody likes, you know, the main guy. But here's like the Mike. thing that, yeah, here's the thing. I, I I was so annoyed with him this entire career, but still, I I admit he's great. But because you're you contrarian, up, that's all. It, it just no, it just he, I just ah, uh, he just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. But it's insane. I do have reasons. But you end up where. In this, I think this plays out so well. And this issue, 
somebody can, you know, you can throw things in and say, oh, you know, basic bitch, parallax, of course, all of this. But what ends up happening in this, which I really do like, especially because we interrupted the Dawn of DC, the one thing that people were upset about in that Dawn of DC, not everybody loved that beginning with Jeremy Adams because they said, oh, this is how he's immature. He's not, you know, he's being pretty much retrogressed in a bit where they thought he would have evolved from then and this shouldn't have been oh, the stuff like, he's it, doing. It felt like the beginning of the New 52 with what they were trying to do with the you character get when he came back there. this and you're reminded, oh shit, like he is kick-ass. Like he is not, and and again, it's not the, what I thought, the typical deal, oh, he's gonna, there's going to be a Carol thing. And he's gonna, no, he's going against his fears in here and he's going for it and you keep getting that little hint that will be followed up when we get and back to the Dawn of DC, that, what happened to Kilowog. And I that think is that one that's of the biggest really disappointments cool of this issue. And I know you don't want to freaking let the cat out of the no, bag during you night can't terrors, in the but, event, right? But when you talk about what's going on with Kilowog and stuff like that, and the idea that he might be dead, I'm like, you're not doing enough because boy, I want to know what this mystery is. The funny play is, I, I guarantee you there's Jeremy Adams, he's writing this and he's kind of conflicted. First off, these are their own Night Terrors numbered issues. I don't know how they're going to collect them in a trade. It's probably going to be in the Night well. Terrors trade. Yeah, so probably. you're not going to have to, you're not going to want to do that. But he wants to do it. So he's like, it, it almost feels like he doesn't want to go too far, but goes a little bit too far because then you want more. But I think it plays out well of, oh my God, we got to get back to the Dawn of DC. I want to see what's happening here. And out of nowhere from nobody else, I think in this whole play, you do end up how waking up and reacting and saving everybody around him because of him waking up in that airplane, which yeah. was crazy. And I'm like, okay, Damien said two hours. We have this. Everybody's doing the odd thing. But I can say the autopilot hit on when yeah. you land. It's just flying around and stuff like that. But And honestly, the thing is, we have a weird situation where like, it seemed like in previous weeks that we had when people did start waking up. Almost like the nightmare wave had concluded. Like they were being, everybody was being brought out. But in other times, you see characters that overcome their nightmares to the point where they wake themselves up. And I want to think that's what Hal Jordan did that's right away for how much ass he kicked in his head. And just think all the others. And seriously, I didn't even hit it yet. But I mean, he's a dream warrior. I, the greatest dream warrior ever. He is. Almost all these others are, like you said about Barry. I, I think Barry's a smart guy. I love him, right? Lost in his own head. He's lost, and you said he's going out to dream. That's how things go, you know. Like when he sees his smile, play around with it. Hell, and this is just like he what, willpower spiking. Yeah, and he <laughs> willpower spiking, and just like the idea of oh, and just the idea that right away the nightmare is scared of him. I'm like. All right, here we go. Here when when we I'm go, reading this book it. and you, you have Hal presented with his, like, you know, his version of Parallax back in the 90s and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, buddy, you picked the wrong planet and the wrong person to try and scare. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, it's like, those weren't fears you found. Those were moments when I was faced with a choice, the worry about what might happen next or the push to the throttle forward and fly into the sky and just starts walloping on these nightmare versions of himself. Even to the point where he just kicks his ass like it almost like punches it out of the scenario of the dream to where you get to a new scenario and it just keeps trying like here's parallax here's Avin sir that's not working because he keeps getting disastic well here's your dead parents and stuff like that like you're just making me angrier angrier to the point where insomnia it's himself and the thing is i want to say it's insomnia but insomnia even in the batman book was talking about this is not me it's your own fears against you but that's the thing. Let's just say this is even is how Jordan's own fears against him. He knows how to combat that, and overcome that's what that I think because it is. he is the Green Lantern. 
there is a moment in here that ended up like, okay, I'm starting to get that idea. Again, what I said earlier about these nightmares. Remember, it was the Batman book that Insomnia really was stressing. These aren't me doing it. These are exactly. your fears and that. So because you this, need to do that in the Batman. So the, like the Zero and R personality isn't like it's not an attack against that. him. It's Batman's own brain. But you even have it in here where it's almost he says, leave me alone. Insomnia calls to me is what you end up having. And I think that that's where. Again, when we get to that night set, this is what, and it's going to be a weird one. You're going to have Hunchback Werewolf Barry, but in this, you're just going to have, you know, crazy looking parallax. It's like the, he's well, no, not going to really fit with the rest of him. He's going to be really the deal, right? By the end of this, this nightmare creation, like reveals his actual self by the end, you have like a weird, like, you know, black armored up parallax, like with the shoulder pads. That's what, what looks I think like, it is. Which looks like red angel wings, a red mask, and like vampire fangs and vampire claws. So, like, that is what I, I have to assume is the, the nightmare creation here. And here's the thing for some reason, this didn't confuse me in a way that I think it did with us with the Ravager book when you ended up having saying, oh, that's, you know, this murder man that's actually Deathstroke because he wanted to bring him in to fight you and going with that. We actually thought it was really, you know, the deal that we thought it yeah. was Deathstroke. I still think it is. I think it was just the nightmare versions like this, like this is how Parallax is saying. Thing is, I think I think that's I, I, what we're going to get murder man again and in again, that I, deal. I can go with the idea that Parallel, not Parallel, God, Insomnia is going to try to show the world the true vision of what the Just League is by showing them the nightmare versions that they create for themselves, okay? I am fine with that concept, but the things that they were throwing down in that Night Terror's Ravage with the idea of the blood connection that Rose shares with Slade Wilson and how she is a doorway, a bridge to the real waking world and stuff like that. And but for where Slade currently is, like in his Bakhti tank, weird coma, like full of like whatever the darkness did to him, I can just see it being different. Yeah, I was just playing the idea that even like, say, this parallax, we know it's not any sort of thing yeah. except the nightmare version, but might want to get real, you know, get real with the kids. Get real, like, say, I want to get through this and I want to pop out of here and whatnot. But like you said, what I really like is that progression where you end up where it does seem the nightmares are really scrambling at one point. Like, oh, no, I, I better be having sir here and act like throw shade. Oh, that didn't work. I better be the family. But then it does end up bringing up Kilowog and the whole thing. Oh, you know what happened. On and that does pull, you know, how off a little. And he actually even says, oh, I, I got to a nerve there. But he ends up being able to fight back. Oh, even the point when he is fighting back and even like where the, the nightmare itself is scared. And how is done? Hey, scaredy monster. We aren't done yet. How becomes the villain of the story where the victim <laughs> is the nightmare monster? That's the best. And even like it's trying as hard as it can. It shows him the funeral of his father again, where now everybody is a terrible zombie. Man. And what how Jordan does is he becomes Ash Williams from the Evil Dead series, where he's got chainsaw constructs, a fucking shotgun construct, and he's just tearing apart some dead asses, and it's amazing to look at. And and you end up because we were even talking about what was it? Philip Kennedy Johnson was the one who went with the Freddy Krueger deal, and we yeah. thought, okay, you're playing, you're having fun, and that's what I like about this. It is fun. But fun in the way of watching a horror movie. And like you said, the call and comes watching from within the, the hero nightmare. Overcome oh because that's the one of yeah. the biggest problems where we have our heroes who are smart people. That's why we love to read about them. But like, you know, like we just talked about in the Robins, like, I know what's going on here. And then they're just taunted by their genes again where they have to explain themselves. Later on, and like we talk about Zatanna, Zatanna knows what's going on, but then she's all like, she's all in the fetal position because her nightmare version of her father is taunting her. I'm like, stop it. 
You know this isn't real. And Hal does too. And he takes action. He takes That's charge. And he shows me that he's Hal fucking Jordan. And he's one of the few who's done this. And and when you do it, I, I get it. When you're writing a story and you're told, okay, two parts, they're nightmares. You do want to show those fears. You do want to have it. But you have to really think things through and say, these are heroes. And they would know better. And even with Hal's just like, screw it. I'm going to attack. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, with Jeremy Adams in the Green Lantern book, we have enjoyed it, but not everybody has. And I was, a li- I didn't feel up until the point where I thought he was getting the character as well as he was getting Wally right. in the Flash run because it did seem, okay, this seems like it's back to the basics, but it felt like, you know, somebody who's just learning the character and then writing it at the same time. This actually makes me think better, and, and I'm excited about well, getting back to the Well, that's one of the problems. The thing is, because my biggest problem that we had previously before Night Terrors is the way that Jeremy Adams is writing Hal Jordan, not Green Lantern, because here we pretty much just get Green Lantern kicking ass. Hal Jordan is still a little iffy for me, though. Yeah, we'll see. And I, hopefully, because this is one of the few books that it does really feel more connected to the regular run than actual Night Terrors. Yeah, you're exactly. in the nightmares, but it really does feel like these could have been just issues of the Dawn of DC book. We led in the Night Terrors in the actual book, and we lead out of the Night Terrors into the actual Green Lantern book in this issue. And there's obviously Jeremy Adams is writing it, so it fits. And so I, I really am excited about that. And like you said, he has fun, whether it's all him or if he said to the art, yay, you know, have fun with it. But the Ash part is really fun. But it never goes further than what I would think of Hal's construct. They're very Hal well, constructs anyway. Oh, yeah, they're very, very basic. like basic and even when he's fighting Abin Sir, thing. he creates a like test of strength from a carnival game and sw- like swallows him with a mallet into the air. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, maybe him saying take that Clark and maybe a little too. <laughs> that was a little eye rolling, but it was fun. It was fun he, with that, but the mach- the machine construct told him he was the strongest man ever. Take that, Clark. There you go. Now. In that, all and I've been doing all, shit like that all the time with a Green Lantern ring. Just telling me how great I am. <laughs> yeah, really. There's two things, though, that we usually, you know, talk about and whether it goes in with the score. And one of them, it won't go. But I do want to point out, this might be one of the best covers I've seen. <laughs> I love This cover is so good. It looks like I'd put it up on my wall and it scares the shit out of me. Every oh, yeah. time I go to bed, it'd be like a blacklight poster next totally. to my kiss one. All the green parts would be velvet, oh, glow in the dark. God. Oh, yeah. It's so cool looking. It's so great. But we usually don't. It's funny because I, I never look at the covers and I, I didn't even look at this Isn't one. It but it's really badass. It's really badass. But it almost the looks other like something thing, you would have seen in Blackest Night. Exactly. It really looks cool. And the other thing that we talk about a lot of times, are we going to let the backup factor into the story? Because I and didn't really enjoy the Alex Segura backup in the first issue. I, I was confused with what was going on. Then you get to this and it becomes just bad. It's just well, that's basic the thing. We, bitch bad. We, we get done the Hal Jordan story. We jump into our backup that's written by Alex Segura with art by Mario Fox Foxillo, Prasad Rao, and Dave Sharp. And it's for some reason, it's it's so weird to have a Sinestro backup in this book because we know that Sinestro is in the Green Lantern book. We saw him sitting there freaking with a, a scowl on his face and a barb. That's pretty much all we know of the character. So the idea that we have Sinestro on Earth, part of Night Terrors, where he's facing good versions of himself and bad versions of himself, wanting to know, how can you be this if you're that? How can you be that if you're this? And ultimately him waking up saying, I know exactly what I am. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, we don't know what's going on with Sinestro right now or anything from his past before the Green Lantern series. So this 
like a like you know more more than most things in Nightmares means absolutely nothing to the reader because you can't glean anything. No, you can't. And you actually gave a little bit of a benefit. I remember the first issue uh, because you said it. Remember when you had Sinestro and he's walking down the street and people mm-hmm. are like, "Hey there, buddy, get the hell out of my way!" And the the fear of Sinestro is actually not being feared. That would be yeah. his nightmare. And you said that's pretty cool. And then it went. I, this is what, like, what we get in here visually and even the story is what I really fear that we're going to get a lot of from, like, a Cy Spurrier flash coming back in September. Shit like this that is wonky and wacky to be wacky. But at one point, he's, he's trying to figure out what's going on. He says, I think it might be my daughter. No, no, it can't be. Until next page, he goes, oh, shit, it is. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up and says, what's huh, I'm back, baby. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck happened. Well, it's even so confusing having the nightmare of Sornik here who wants to take her father down because when you first see her, she's a green lantern. And then she transforms into a monstrous version of a yellow lantern. And where we've had her previously, that she, at one point, she became the leader of the Sinestro Corps. She stopped being a green lantern. And then other people decided like they didn't, they didn't know that from reading or they just decided that she was a green lantern again. So we had this back and forth. We don't know what's currently going Are on. Are we going to see after her, she had her end, with think? Kyle Rayner? No, no, I don't think we're going to see her next that that monstrosity, like one little page with her and there. Again, and what does that do for Insomnia where he wants to show the Justice League as monsters? I don't know. I, yeah, it really doesn't. So I, I guess that that's not the case. Uh, but but Sinestro maybe, wakes up I don't know. in the rain. I know who I am now, and I've always been. And it's time to let the world know, too. I'm like, what does that do for me? But Eric, it says the end. <laughs> I hope. But here's the if you end up continuing the Snestro backups, that we will. That's fine. This doesn't really do anything for but those. This is nothing like is, I'm thinking anything we, different. We didn't have Sinestro backups previously, did we? Yeah, we did. Well, no, actually, Land? we no, didn't. because it was just I part of the main did. story. I'm thinking of just this. He was in that bar scowling. Yeah, Remember, we, that's I it. sent you that, that one review, and the one guy's like, I don't know who this red dude is. But he ain't happy. <laughs> He's not happy. Uh, and I, I will tell you, when you end up having, because Jeremy Adams obviously writing the series, he must not want to have Sinestro and Hal interact yet in this, or you would have thought that they'd have, you know, one of those combined nightmares that you could have so played glad we out. Didn't. I'm tired of those. Exactly. And you didn't have it, so you, you kind of get the idea, okay, this wasn't the time or place. We're going to have a little bit of a time between that. But I don't think this really did anything. All I think it is is to let people be reminded or hey, if Sinestro's they didn't know, in this book, huh? Sinestro's in this book. That's all. And the weird play is it's like, the end? No, you should have said, see what might happen to Sinestro in the Green Lantern book coming back in September. Get people, use these things for at least something. If they don't mean anything, at least use them to get people to start buying books when the Dawn of DC comes back. But yeah, I, I, I'm really hoping, and I said the idea, hey, the backup, you said that uh, something tells me we're going to get a backup and it's going to be Alex Segura doing a Sinestro backup at some not. point. I don't want that. I really don't because this was confusing. And pretty much unnecessary in an issue that I was having so much balls to the wall action. You hit a brick wall when you you, you, you totally did right. And that's the thing is we were talking about when we were talking about the idea of Night Terrors the Flash, where that book was just bogged down with so much stuff with a, what they wanted to do with the Flash Nightmare, which I like. I said I appreciated with what they were trying to do. It just didn't work out for me. Ultimately, this issue has a lot less going on. I'm telling you, and it's a quick fucking read. I'm telling you, it is. And it, all the issue is, is Hal kicking ass and showing you why he is the Green Lantern, how, why he's the coolest Green Lantern out there. And that's all it needed to do. You hit that freaking Sinestro backup, it bogs everything down, slows it down. You don't even know what the fuck you read by the end. And I'm sitting here 
I'm like, I want this book for how much fun I had to be like one of my, like you maybe tie for my book of the week. And I want to still do it, but that backup wants to take my score down. And I don't know if I should just say, fuck it. I'm going to keep this as book of my, a book of my week with uh, like another one just because of how much fun I had. And it's so weird because like I said, Green Lantern, the main story, not a lot goes on. Not a lot at all, but it was a lot of fun to read. Look, look, I, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat my own rules. I'm going <laughs> to give it a seven out of 10. I'm going to act like the, uh, the backup never happened. Actually, no, fuck it. I had so much fun. I'm going to act like the backup still happened and still give it a and seven out of 10. And you would have had a better score, right? I, I'm telling Probably. you, I'm a seven five, which yeah, is so exactly, it's exactly what I end up with you. I would have been an eight, but the idea that I hit that brick wall, but really, if you end up because again the, the tie-ins they don't matter they none of it these matter. matter but what you got here really does give you that like awesome feeling of man how jordan kicks ass he is can't awesome. wait to get back I to wait, that cream land. i can't wait to read oh my god this is the guy writing the book i hope that it's half as good as it because this was it really served the purpose of no purpose because these had no purpose at all but there you go. Jeremy Adams just keeps impressing us each time he writes something, and yet DC seems to not get that. It's, it's ridiculous. 7-5 for me, but what are we going with next? Am I the, uh, the deal you next? Are. Or you you okay. are next. Oh, God. Now I know what's next. I'm pulling up my notes. <laughs> it's Night Terrors of Town number two, written by Dennis Culver. Art by David Baldeon, Rain Barreto, and Pat Brousseau. Oh my God! It's the hex and violence. This is hex this is violence, another Jim. issue that it's violence and hex. This is another issue though that doesn't do much. But the problem is, is that at least you like that first issue. It, it I liked intrigued it enough. you a bit. I didn't like the it. idea of Robot Man as a Tana are fun, even though like I like the character as a Tana, but every time she shows up on the page, it annoys me because I hate reading backwards magic. You know what's funny too? Just not to just keep blowing smoke up at Jeremy Adams' ass, but it's one of the few books that actually got better. In the second issue and ended where you were fired up A lot of these are, are duds at the end And in this you set up a bunch of things Like these sleepless nights Way more Impressive but we, we Don't know anything about well, the book them book looks great so when you see them in this issue They look amazing and for some reason the one You have Sir Morbid Maiden Iron which is funny because in the previous Atana issue Maiden Iron was called Iron Maiden And their wretched queen the sleepless queen And it's so funny when you have this The sleepless night here Sir Morbid who has this, you know, weird, like, skull horse face. So, like, even I think uh, a Sandman in the, the Night Terrors number three called him horse Every face. Every three, you know, Sleepless Nights is horse face. We, but we the keep thing is, that. I, I look at this character and all I see is Alpaca from the Batman Incorporated. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. You're right. And so in that, though, we are in the waking world. You have Satana. Yes. And it doesn't matter. At, no, it doesn't. And I love at one point, like, She's thinking to herself about Robot Man. She's like, I don't know why he didn't fall asleep. I'm like, really? He's a robot. I thought that was pretty Honestly, obvious. the thing is, I sat there, I thought the same thing because he has a human brain. But he doesn't He doesn't sleep, so it makes sense, though. So. so even so, it was a weird thing to play out. But again, you're in the waking world, and you have these sleepless nights. And we've seen them being around and whatnot, but there was never any explanation. I got in a fight with a guy about an explanation. But in this book, you almost feel like this would have been the one to do it because you're even knighting people to turn them into more. So are they actually well, just thing. heroes and villains that were knighted and changed? At the and- one point at the end of this issue with our sleepless nights, right? We saw in the last issue that the sleepless queen has a magic fucking sword that she can knight people and turn them into a sleepless knight themselves. Robot man becomes the rust bringer, this giant robot man monstrosity thing. And I thought 
by the end of this issue, when Zatanna gets her hand on that sword, and she's able to cure Robot Man and turn him back to Cliff Steel that we all know and love, that she was then going to go and show us that the other people are other people in DC Comics, and they were just knighted by the, whatever the sleepless queen is. But no, we never get there. There's like, oh shit, she's got a sword. Let's peace out. Like, all of a sudden, you find out that the, the queen was like Killer Frost, and yeah, she got knighted. Something. You know, something like that. So and That's what I thought. I thought that they, oh my god, that was actually Mister Freeze. So that was, and you know, we, this we might or eventually that. still get there in Night's End. <laughs> There's a lot of things being thrown at the end of the Night's End, but in this though, you set up, you know, the whole play. They ended up, the big play. Zatanna ended up trying to keep Wonder Woman and Detective Chimp from falling asleep. She could not do it, so they ended up going and putting them in that panic room. He ended up having this big maze, all that stuff. The labyrinth underneath the Justice League Dark Headquarters in the basement of the Watchtower. And you do have a, a bit of a recap in this more than some others. But you did get, you know, Cliff, Robot Man. He got knighted. He's Russ Buckets, I like to call him, right? Jack Wagon. But you end up, when you're doing that, I thought that, okay, that's enough. Like, let's figure out how to get Cliff not being that, but also deal with these sleepless nights. When you throw in, you know, Zatara, Zatanna's dad. She Giovanni. should know better. She should know better. And you said this earlier. Well, that's earlier. the worst part because she talks about she knows what's going on. They can manifest the nightmares of the waking world. She talks about in the last time when, like, you know, she, like you had everybody who was dead from the Doom Patrol, like, haunting Cliff. You had her father haunting her, and Cliff and her decided to change partners and take them out so they didn't feel bad about what they were doing. And then she's like, I don't have Cliff to do that anymore. And then there you have the nightmare Giovanni Zatara there. He's like, you ain't good enough, Piccolo. And and she starts getting to the fetal position. I'm like, you just told yourself what was going on. Why are you allowing yourself to be a freaking, like, you know, taken over by this once again? Be Zatanna. Be better. And you have that play, too, as what's weird. And I guess, I, I don't know. The idea that they wanted this book to have Zatanna not fall asleep. You get Robot Man in there. But really, you play it out like the nightmares. <laughs> like, there's no well, real the reason. It was you just in Wonder a, Woman and Detective Jeff. You are in a magical labyrinth that we've never seen before as a Justice League dark panic room in the center where you can keep everybody safe and everything's magically like, you know, you know where you are if you're a part of the team, but everybody else gets lost. You have this whole scenario that we've never seen before that's introduced that makes it dreamlike. You have the Sleepless Nights that showed up in this last issue for the first time, I believe for the first time. And then they have the power to manifest nightmare creatures in the waking world. So you just have nightmare stuff going on in the waking world. So I'm like, what is the difference? Why did we need a fucking nightmare wave? There was no, there was no reason for that. What you have, too, and here's the explanation, is Satana <laughs> says, this isn't some evil ghost of my father, just the hateful sorcery of the Sleepless Queen. So pretty much you're telling me it's bullshit. You, you yeah. just told me nothing. It, it, it doesn't now, matter. You have the big labyrinth. Would it have made you laugh if suddenly Zatara ends up, he has magic cards, there's snow everywhere, Eric, and we end up I getting that I do not need to make him the first appearance of the Batman who asked, who had magical <laughs> Joker cards awesome? for some reason. Out of nowhere we play that. Uh, but no, the, you're even playing the idea, I'm, it's definitely not a nightmare, but yet she's just saying it's oh it's it's you know sorcery which should make her even more the idea that she does want to get involved well, because it's not well, her even nightmare the idea and, of the sorcery involved here you have a like you know a, a, a magician essentially i'm trying to think yeah. of the word a sorceress you know for what the time oh, yeah, she, yeah. Does, she does the magics is what i'm trying to say and when she you have a magician. Sleep, when you have the sleepless queen finally catch up to her and confront her and use her sword to impale zatanna to knight her a queen herself and then it's like Oh, I fooled you because even though you felt you impaled me with my magic sword, 
I used magic that I thought was better than yours, which made it that nullified your magic and made me say I was okay because magic. That ends up being the thing that she remembers then, even through the nightmare you version believe in your of magic, and I believe mine more than you believed yours. And and says, "Hey, listen." And, and she's there. She's practicing. Her dad says, "You're not as good as me, really." But. It's also because you're not believing your magic. You're not believing it. So why would anybody else believe? She takes that into, oh, my God, it was inside me all along. I believe more than well, so that sword. What does she believe more than the sleepless queen and the sword and anything. I believe that I'm not knighted the dame of death more than she thinks I am knighted the dame of death. And so the dame sword that just death. impaled me didn't impale me. And I'm able to take that sword from her and use this magic that I've not backwards that I've never seen before to change robot man back into cliff steel. One more thing. Looking at the sleepless queen here, I think this is the one that you thought was the wonder woman in the flash issue. It might be. It, it might be because it does look like her, but she's, bitch is all over the place too. Maybe it is. I don't know. But you end up where you're playing this. And I said at the uh, beginning with the Night Terrors number three, oh, my God, we're going to defeat Insomnia with the Nightmare Stone. Like, how? How does that work? I love the idea that it's almost like they think that somebody stabbed you in the back with a knife and killed you, Eric. So I'm going to bring you to life by stabbing you in the front. Like oh, the idea you. that she just gets the sword. Friend. That she believes more that it's not going to hurt her, pulls it out. And then to cure Cliff, she just runs him through. And uh-huh. says that ends up I don't know how that works But it Boom, does I'm back baby And he's back And he's like Looks like it's time to punch this horse face asshole Right in the face Boom boom And you're just like What what just happened? What and then happened the super queen says We can't deal with this shit I'm peacing out Yeah And then they run him Not one point Does the sleepless queen yell I'm gonna mind freak you assholes Like you didn't even get that I wanted more street magic <laughs> Well I'm telling you You needed I some kind of magic freak. Even the ideal, you brought to life a nightmare version of her father. Again, not a zombie version of her father, just a nightmare version playing on her fears. That was even able to change the labyrinth around her where she didn't know where she was from where they started. So you have all of this reality manipulation magic going on that you didn't even fuck with because, oh shit, Satana's got a sword. We out. Yeah, you almost wish that she ended up like, yes, she was in the waking world, but she was getting drowsy. Oh my God, I got to save them in the panic room. And then she just fell the fuck asleep so we can do it. Because that's all you do. You just end up doing it anyway, but in that weird way. But like you said at the end, it's like, we out. Uh-oh. Looks like old rust kickers. <laughs> I'm just going to call it. The rust look, bringer. Looks all nuts and bolts. We're screwed. Let's get out of here. And they just leave. They just run. And yeah. And to then our at master. The end, and then at the end, just to piss me the hell off, you end up where, you know, Cliff's like, this is why I hate magic. But you know what I like? Packs and violence. Let's go kick ass. I'm like, oh, and then I'm reading. I'm telling you that the idea of reading Portal backwards, I, I couldn't do it. I, I kept looking at him like, portrait love. All right. I don't know what's happened. And then I'm like, this book just really wants to make you feel dumb, doesn't it? Oh, my God. I'm like, portrait up top. Oh, Gabe LTM's on this book, I thought. And then they go through a portal. Hey, let's go to the portal to battle. Hex and violence <laughs> style. Oh, hex and violence. Uh, one thing we talked about the, you know, little feels that you got in the Robin book. I actually did like at the one point when like, you know what? I never thought I'd like you as much. We're pretty good together. That's fine. Hex That's and fine. violence. Get that the fuck out. I like the idea of the team. Yeah, it, it's fine. I don't think it will 
give you a six issue mini, but we've but seen such, crazier it, things, right? It's such a weird thing for what we just talked about with the Green Lantern, though, where it really showed you how badass the character is for how he was over, able to overcome this. So the majority of the Zatanna issue, Robot Man's the Rust Brother trying to come after her. She does some Home Alone stuff where she creates some booby traps that's already in there yeah, stopped yeah. for a while, but she's Quick overcome by I couldn't her. read backwards. <laughs> She is overcome by her fears of her father telling her she's not good enough and stuff like that. The labyrinth changing around her, fighting off the sleepless nights. And by the end, the way we show that the character is great is her just saying, oh, no, I believe shit better than you believe shit. So I'm OK. And like that is not a satisfying conclusion. And you freaking you're not doing it because the majority is her running through a labyrinth. And I'm telling you, the art looks great. Not a lot of backgrounds to really do here because you're in a goddamn labyrinth. But the art and the character work look great it's just the story and how they do it like i'm all about robot man as a time team up i'm all about hex and violence mostly because it pisses you off but i also think it's cool but the story that we have here just does not work for me and i still don't understand why we have the sleepless nights on top of insomnia and what the hell are they where they come from what do they do it's weird but at the end like they're in that labyrinth and it reminds me of that movie lady hawk but Obviously. it's more like that boring movie the dark crystal <laughs> dark crystal uh but yeah, at the end, I, was, eh, I, I didn't really love the first issue. This didn't like infuriate me. I just thought, well, this is one of those that really didn't do anything just except make me look dumb. And really, the comedy would great. be, I should end up, if I recorded me going through the, these issues, anything with Satana, these things that you would hear me think is what's good. Oh, she's making bubble gum. I swear to God, for some reason, quicksand in my mind, it was like some, <laughs> no, what would you give this? That's a weird thing because I really love the art in this. I'm telling you, and like the hex and violence stuff is cool. The battle is really cool, but it's just all of the MacGuffins that you have here to make things work out for our heroes to win. It's just out of nowhere. I don't understand the story, why things are happening in this. So I can't give it a really high score, but I still enjoyed myself overall. So I'm going to give it a six out of 10 as well. Yeah, I think I'm a five, uh, just a regular five, because it does. Like, I would have liked a little more uh, backgrounds, but they're in a labyrinth. And it's funny when we're talking about this and the thing that just kind of popped in my mind. When we like that Green Lantern, Jeremy Adams, you're in nightmares, right? You could, anything can go. But he did have Hal pretty much stick with what Hal would do. There was no real like over the top MacGuffins. There wasn't anything that, oh, that can only happen. in a, you know, he's doing a lot of constructs and fighting back with a lot of things. Maybe that was the play. The fantastical stuff was being left to who was attacking him and that thing, but how he reacted, even though he could have went crazy, it ended up being a little more grounded than than this sort of thing. Like you said, with MacGuffins, it just didn't make sense. You were just pulling shit out your ass. Five out of ten, but a regular five. What are we ending oh, with you there? Know what? I'm going to go down to a 5.5 because like okay. the story just did not work as well as I wanted it to. Like, you just like the hex and violence and you I love do. looking like a dummy. I do. I really, Bubble really gum. do. <laughs> I told you that portal. I'm like, I, I don't know why I can't do it. I just can't. But what uh, I actually, I forgot I had that backwards magic song. I could have ended. Maybe I'll end the, the podcast with that, though. I do have a diarrhea song still up my sleeve. Erica. Save it for a while. What are, we, what are we ending with? Night Terror Shazam! Number two, written by Mark Wade, with art by Roger Cruz, Wellington Diaz, Arif Prianto, and Troy Pateri. And in this issue, we see how Mary Marvel overcomes her dark brother, zapping her to death with a lightning bolt, like she did to the rest of the Shazam family in the previous issue of the series. And ultimately, she just becomes Mary Marvel and says, I'm going to kick your ass. It's a weird situation where you do have Mary Marvel overcoming like we wanted, like we just talked about in Green Lantern. This is pretty much all we want of our characters to do, to show us why our characters are great and why they can overcome this even in a dream scenario. 
And while she doesn't even necessarily believe that she's in a dream because she's going with the flow, she is showing us that she is the like she is she deserves to be the champion, right? She deserves to be Mary Marvel because she can overcome these things. But when you get the story to become, I'm going to use my powers to then astral project out of my body in my dream form and go to the rest of my brothers and sisters who are also having nightmares. <laughs> she is a dream warrior, but then she is going into their dream telling them that she's sharing the power so they become Shazam as well, and then they can all overcome their own dreams together. And I'm like, you're doing the things that I hate the other Night Terrors doing by having shared dreams to the point where you're actually making it happen for no real reason. Well, yeah, you could say it's magic and she has all these different powers that we don't fully understand yet, but to astral project out of your nightmare body into your brothers and sisters like bodies to give them Shazam powers to overcome their nightmares, I'm like, it's a weird take for me. Yeah, and then at the end you just have like evil night sense of like, what's that doing? It ends weird. Like, even the idea of you're going from, like, you know, person to person inside the Shazam family, and, like, we're seeing their individual little dreams. Oh, no, Eugene's being bullied. Shazam, oh, he's not being bullied anymore. Pedro, he has to do speaking in front of people in, in a desert for some reason. He doesn't have pants. Well, Shazam, you have pants now. These little vignettes of what we're doing, they're not that interesting to me. And it's just like, even when you go into your, like, Rosa and Victor's, like, all right, I'm going to pull my dad in, into my mom's dream, and they're going to be swashbuckling pirates together because yeah, I, I think can't she share. Li- it's weird. Did it make you the play like it seemed like they go in the pirate ship and it's like, I don't know, mom might like this. She might. It was a weird It's almost play. like it's a romance novel. That's what I thought, like Fabio's right there in the like, off battle. He's like, it's fair flowing. Because they we're inside mom's dream. Try not to think about it too hard. And I was thinking that they were saying that to the dad, like, don't get jealous. But I guess it's like we're in this dream. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, I think she might be enjoying this pirate scenario uh, of some sort. But but even the idea where she can't share the power of Shazam with her parents because they don't understand what it is to be. I'm like, it's a fucking dream. They can imagine what it's like. They're not dream warriors. I thought that would have been neat to see them as this. And then maybe because this should, this is the weird play. Are they going to remember this? Because at one point, Mary kind of says, was that a dream? Were they really there? Because this would end up being something interesting, going back to the Shazam book of, especially Darla. She's been begging to get the power back. Oh, they get it in the Nightmare Realm, but oh, we can't get it now again, and it might be a tip. Or could this have been a play where Mark Wade's like, fuck it, I'm not going to do anything in this book for Night Terrors. Maybe they could have come up with a cool way that they do get the power to go, because we want the Shazam family in the regular book, but I don't know what's going on. And it's weird because at the end of last issue, you had her getting Harry's getting in the taxi with the insomnia. You ended up thinking there was precog stuff, and that's just kind of pushed I, aside. And, and the way that I understood using her new power set, and like we don't fully understand what it means and how the wisdom of whatever works in this way or that. I thought that she was having a precog notion about what was and to come with Night Terror Square. Aside, right? Where like she was dreaming about it before it ever happened, warning her about the things to come when she gets stuck in the nightmares and like, you know, when it actually does show up because she doesn't fully understand what's happening, which that's that's how I understood this one. These don't feel connected as well. We're balls deep in the nightmares in this one, and she is jumping body to body to give her brothers and sisters, you know, like um Shazam powers, making sure that her fam her parents are together to fight off the nightmares that they have. And then you also have evil Black Adam Billy, who's overpowering her, knocking her from like Dream Realm to Dream Realm. Black and Billy, to the point, people are calling him. Yeah, well, there you go, Black Billy. That works. And then to the point where she's like, you know, her own fears are being expressed. Where Billy's so much bigger than her, he's the captain. Like that, she deserved to be this. To the point where she's getting smaller and he's getting bigger. 
But then you have the rest of the Shazam family show up in this dream all together and they fight back to the point where everybody wakes up and Black Billy is defeated. But it's just, you have Mary wake up like, man, that was a weird dream. Oh my God, I'm looking out the window. Black Billy's <laughs> real. Black Billy. Uh, I like the idea too at the middle of it. She's not a dream warrior. She's more in the cheap trick camp. And she says, I'm part of the dream police. Bitch. That's right. But when you go through when she's doing it, it's it's a weird play because I, I want to think that I'd like the idea of, oh, you know, we haven't gotten the flat or the Shazam family in a while. We haven't seen Darla. But when you have it, it just doesn't feel right. Even the idea I'm going to, you know, phase in dream warrior into each of the kids and give them these. Pa- but it's then, just so underwhelming the way that we do it. It though. is. And then Mark, wait. There's some good to be had. Again, why this doesn't work as much as, say, on the Green Lantern, I don't really know. I'm not a writer, but when you do it, and she even has that play, all right, Darla will be fine. It, it's nice. She ends up, I trust Darla. She's great. She has the power. I'll move on. And I thought, that's something pretty cool, but it didn't feel like earned. I don't know why it didn't well, feel look, earned. Look. It didn't feel real. It like a lot of these weird. Dawn of DC books, we only had a few issues before Night Terrors took over, Shazam being one of them, where we don't fully understand the concept of what Mark Waite is trying to do with the Shazam at this point, because it really just does seem like we have Billy Batson, who's the captain, and you have Mary, who is Mary Marvel, and that's it. They can't share the power with the rest of the Shaz- like the former Shazam, and they're upset about it. Like, Freddie wants to go off and get his own power any way he can, because he misses having the power himself. So actually giving the power to them here and making them feel like, you know, what what matters most is the family that we have with powers, bringing back the new 52 Shazam. Like, is that the direction we're going to go? Because if we're not, this feels really weird. You're right. You can't get a grip. And the weird play is I and this is where, you know, we had the problem and the Shazam family has been a bit of a mess for yeah. a while now since death metal really has been with the whole. You know, Tim Sheridan doing stuff with Billy and not having the power. The Rock of Attorney sunk out of the center. All that nonsense. So we're still trying to get a little bit of lay of the land. Teddy, the future, (laughs) future Black Adam as a kid. (laughs) So you have all that going on. And I think that this really shows what you're saying is correct. The idea, not that we just don't know what Mark Waid is up to it, but I don't even know that he Fully had because there's only been a couple issues, so yeah, I'm sure he has things planned ahead. But at this moment, what can he do in this after only having two issues? He can't really do much, so he ends up trying to, I think, do fan service with hey, since we haven't had the Shazam Lee, let's get it in here. But like I said, it didn't feel earned, and then it kind of makes me piss that we're not going to get it when we go back because it well, wouldn't it, feel right right away to get it It's such it right a away. weird idea for me too where you have a Shazam Night Terrors book. You're not focusing on Billy. You're focusing on Mary Marvel. For that one thing, like I wanted to see you know, what makes Billy tick, how Captain Marvel can overcome his worst nightmare. Like you become Captain Marvel in your dream instead of a situation, something along those lines. And if we're not going to do that and you're going to focus on Mary for whatever reason like we do in this, show us fucking Mary Marvel. Show her what she, these powers mean to her in this new set that's different than what she previously had and just don't focus on the family because up to this point, you have it. You pretty much said it, we're phasing them out what, is what it feels like. So don't worry about them. We're dealing with this right now. And the primary focus is Billy. But if you want to do Mary, show us Mary. And you know what like, the weird play is? The, the idea that you do have Mary at different pantheon. You have all the goddesses, demigoddesses, things like that. But when you play it up here, like you forgot, I have the wisdom of Minerva. You're like, all right, that's just the same. I, I wanted to see something a little different. Like, why? Well, maybe, maybe Minerva. She she's a little bit of a Solomon. Maybe she got them precog again, powers. Like, well, again, wouldn't that be neat? That'd be different. Be I want to see neat. why they'd be different. And 
And the, the players, it's like almost in here, it's like, well, I have the wisdom of Minerva. Well, I have the wisdom of Solomon. Then they're going to have to sit down and do little, you know, IQ tests. <laughs> it, it's just the same. And that's why I, I was hoping just maybe this. we'd see a little bit different. Like you said. Turns out Minerva's playing checkers. <laughs> 3D chess, bitch. Uh, who knows? But I, I, I think the precog thing could have been kind of a neat little way to and, and really introduce it here in this nightmare version deal that would have been kind of cool. But by the end, I also think that when you end up having Eugene and Black Billy looking almost the exact same, it's just the lightning bolts that's different. I think that that causes some problems as well. But by the end, the art's okay. It's pretty good. No, I, I enjoyed the art a lot in this whole thing. It's just the story is very, it's just, well, the story is just very underwhelming for me because of how Mary goes about doing things like astral project over here, 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 and then all those other people are going to astral project into my dream, which might not even be my head anymore. Who knows? We're going to defeat Black Billy, and by the end, I'm going to wake up and Black Billy's real. That's a mess to me. You know, it's funny, too, because we've really been enjoying, for the most part, Mark Wade's stuff coming back to D.C., and the Shazam family, and Shazam, that, that's one of your favorite characters. I love them. Teen Titans you love, and we love were a little them. thrown off this week by Mark Wade's Teen Titans as well. It, it seemed like he's got this weird, you know, the mojo disappeared this week a bit. He's got some ideas that he wants to put out there that I don't necessarily agree with, or I'm expecting more from something that he's just trying to have fun with. Exactly, and I, I we have it on the Patreon spotlight just as a bit of a commercial, but when we were talking about that, it felt weird in the second issue to have almost what felt like a one-shot in that Teen Titans book, so we were kind of taken aback by that, but you'd have to go listen. Patreon.com slash Weird Science to hear all that. An hour and a half long episode. <laughs> but what would you give this? thing is, this feels a lot like the uh, Zatanna book to me, where I think the book looks great. You have some good moments, but the, like, the good moments that you have, I don't know if they mean anything, and if they, you are a Shazam fan or Captain Marvel fan, whatever you want to call it at this point, it just feels like, you know, almost the, the basic bitch stuff. Like, and I, I say the idea because that's all we get with Green Lantern, but that was fun throughout, and I felt like it made sense for who the character was. This is just a weird mishmash of ideas thrown together in a nightmare scenario that never really feels like it comes together. And because of that, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm a 5.5 as well. And here's the, the weird play is when you end up, and you said you were hoping maybe you get a little more Billy. We've had more of a focus on Mary recently, so it would have been nice to see yeah, a little she had deep her own dive. Miniseries. Yeah, deep dive with Billy. But you're setting up Mary, so it's it's something a little different there. You end up having, but yet you still try to go back to the basic stand, but then it, it has to be fun. It, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right overall. Maybe it'll play out better as we go back to the Shazam book and we'll be like, oh my God, and maybe, maybe that, there will be some know. synergy, but with the idea of sharing the power in the dream and maybe they can continue to have the power in some like, you know, manifestation in the waking world because of what Mary did in their minds. I don't know. That would that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. It's it, and that, like we said, I think that that's what Jeremy Adams was doing Magic. With, with the Green Lantern. I'll even throw you in an a, a what's it called an example of something like that that I think that like Jeremy Adams is doing with the Beatles. Eric, you know, they were supposed to be recording a video for Lady Madonna, but they uh -huh. figured since we're already doing that, let's actually write and record. Hey, Bulldog, you're doing things for the that maybe we're getting that here. Maybe he's setting up things. In the oh, no, you just said a little kid, but I feel you. Uh, you got me. I just wanted to throw some Beatles references in. They have a new song coming out soon, Eric. It's crazy. What the fuck does that mean? They will be. They have a new song coming out. They have, they have all, a new song. Because they're doing weird shit. I don't know. They're in the nightmare realm. They're getting zombie John Lennon out there. Lazarus George stuff? Ghost. Now it's going to be a, some AI involved, but it'll be pretty cool. Pretty cool, Eric. But what is your book of the week? 
My book of the week is going to be a tie between Superman Annual 2023 number one and Night Terror's Green Lantern number two. Exactly the same for me. I It's weird. I'm like 0.5 higher on each, but we're both there for our books of the week. I saw a lot of people really liking that Superman Annual. We did. It's just that we thought it might be a little too much at play here. And we're wondering, you know, if things are going to play out and you end up, you were deep diving. And the parasite and how good it could be if you get a, oh a my dark, God. gritty story. So again, that a and sad the Teen Titans. Yeah, really, it would be really sad. That and the Teen Titans, the world's finest Teen Titans. That is over on our Patreon spotlight. Again, if you go and sign up at Patreon.com/slash/WeirdScience, you'll get this regular episode of our podcast each week, early access. But you'll also get a ton of shows, including that weekly spotlight. And no fuss, no muss. You can sign up right now. Listen to Spotlight with a seven-day free trial. So check all that out. All the links will be in the show notes. But it's weird, Jim. Before you get on there, I just want to say the idea of the Superman annual this week. It seemed like a lot of readers were divided this week about the idea of Perry White with his mayoral run. And, you know, the idea is that when Perry did Perry White plan on running for mayor and then went into a coma and is going to continue to run for mayor when he comes out of a coma? Or is it that the fact that this ties into the first five years of Lex Luthor becoming the Metropolis where Perry White ran for mayor when he was still working for the Daily Star, like in previous continuity. And I tried to get a hold of Joshua Williamson by sending him a tweet to clarify for people who might have He's a problem with it. talk to you. And it turns out us. he fucking hates our guts, and he decided he, he didn't guts. want to get back to us. Again, I mean, it's one thing to hate somebody's guts, but we just want some info there, dude. I'm trying like, to help I, other people, because it, i got my like, ideas, and my ideas aren't just, always going to be right. Well, <laughs> the way that it played out, it seemed like it was in the past, but it was a little confusing. I mean, I don't know why he's upset. It's not like every time I talk about night terrors, I call him a hacker. <laughs> I might have called him a hacker in a video this week, but hey, that's me being me. You keep uh, being you, Joshua Williamson. I don't know why I burn all these bridges. I do. But I, I You're a dick. Going. Well, it's one of those things where I always assume, and this is, you know, a little psychological deal. Did I tell you the Beatles have a new song coming out? You did. The idea where I am really, throughout my whole life, I assume that everybody hates me. Everybody hates me. So I'm going to get, get the it. first shot in. It's always, it's always. And then I end up feeling bad because I don't really hate these. I just want to preemptively make it that I push them away, not them pushing me away. Take that, Joshua Williamson. I don't know the guy. I don't hate him or whatever. I don't love all of his stories, but then he gets easily offended, maybe. But yeah, he didn't talk to you. I told Two he piece didn't of talk to you. You actually have, uh, you know, reached out a couple times to him for some things, and didn't he retweet something you asked him? At I one don't point? remember any of this. Maybe not. It might have been somebody else that we talked to that was like, "Yeah, that's cool." Tell you, I asked Jeremy Adams stuff. That guy is right on the ball. Don't tell me whatever. I say, you think Eric's a jerk? He says, yes. Right? Well, him and I but were discussing the idea of, like, you know, multiple, like, Phantom Zones last week in the oh, multiverse I, and multiple antimatter universes. Oh, okay, that sure more sense. Yeah, that's, it makes more sense. You ask, ask oh, him God. a question, and he'll talk to you. Even if he doesn't know an answer, he'll he'll discuss it with people. And I do stress well, that's the thing. I threw it out there. I think Gabe might have, like, you know, actually tweeted to, like, you know, added him during that conversation. He jumped in. You mean sus Gabe? He did mm-hmm. You end up where, yeah, yeah, Gabe. and. And I'll tell everybody, and I've said this before, where people, oh, man, because I'll say, you know, oh, I talked to Jeremy Adams about this. and Oh, man, it must be cool to be like I'm name dropping. Like, no, just just tweet out. He'll, oh, he'll yeah. answer you. It's a really nice guy. He really cares about, you know, the characters and the comics and stuff. And it, it's really refreshing and the to have that. Yeah. Now, now that Joshua, he's too busy being an architect. That's what that guy's doing. Foundation of sand. <laughs> architect my ass. 
And I mean architect my ass, Eric, is what I'm I saying. I don't want to. Did I tell you the Beatles have a new song coming out? It's Bulldog, uh, right? Yes, here we go. This is what we'll be talking about next week. Remember, two of these books will be a part of our Patreon-only spotlight. We actually have five non-spooky books. So me and Eric will have to decide. We'll either have three of those on the Patreon spotlight and two in a Thank God it's Friday or vice versa. Or vice versa. At least two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight. Vice versa. I'd rather like we play like, I don't know, She's the Man. I'm sitting there. I'm like, vice versa is the one that Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, right? Yeah. 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 18 again. Remember that one with George Burns? I do. That wasn't very good. That wasn't great. It was they, better than that, 17 that, again. I guess the guy who was going to like do, yeah, that got a little sus, but still, you end up where the guy who played the young George Burns or the switcheroo, they said he was going to be like this big thing. And I don't think it panned out. For some reason, all I could think of is Zach Morris, and I know that can't be right. Yeah, it's but... weird you say that, and I'm thinking of McDreamy, but I know that's, that's right. not right either. That's okay. When I think again, like, okay, it can't be freaking Zach Morris. It's got to be Ricky Schroeder, and I know that's not right. <laughs> no, it's not Ricky Schroeder. Actually, it could have been like a, Christian Slater, if the movie would have been with uh, Jack Nicholson, would have been pretty cool back in the day. Him and Christian Slater, Charlie right? Charlie Slatter. Yeah, yeah. I don't even exactly. know who that guy is. Holy shit, was that movie? Shit. Was he? That's Fair why way. it was so good. Here we go. These are the books next week. We have Batman Superman World's Finest number 18. I believe we might be getting the old Kid Thunder again. Oh, yeah. We're going, we're going to find out about Magog. Definitely. So we'll have that. We have Hawkgirl number two. That seems quick. Seems like we just no, talked no, about that feel, bullshit. No, no, like a month right? ago. Feels like a lot of bullshit. So uh, we also have, yeah, yeah, book of the week for you, not for me. Book of the W E A K, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised you actually spelled that right. I actually got a little scared at this that I messed it up. <laughs> Tales of the Titans two. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna hit that just to see. That is a Raven issue. That's a I was Raven say, issue. I thought it was featuring Raven, but and hopefully it's better than the Starfire because I'm looking for a contemporary origins to the new Teen Titans roster. And what we got was a weird adventure for Starfire where she remembered things about her past that correlated with what she was currently working on. Well, maybe it'll be What's good. It good? It's, it's Teeny Howard. Oh. Everybody can write something good eventually. I mean, even a, a broken clock is right six times a day. You know, Trigon's her daddy. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to read you the solicit here, Eric, so everybody will know. She's been called the daughter of Trigon. I She's heard. been called that, did you? And Herald of Apocalypse. But Raven has never let these things define who she is. Ready to step in this new era of the Titan, she plans to leave her past behind. But history has a habit of repeating itself. And she when does, Raven comes to the again. aid of a woman in over her head with the Church of Blood, <laughs> you're hitting you all the, the Church of marks. Infinity? Yeah, she'll have. Is it eternity? eternity? I yeah, I think it is. She'll have to face a terrible reminder of her mother's tragic past, and even closer to her than you may think. Oh my goodness, the cover looks as old school. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. Maybe Teeny Howard will, you know, get lightning in a bottle. There. You I need don't know. to reboot that character completely because all of her stories from the eighties on, it just gets so freaking like confusing and wound up in this weird ball of nonsense to try to make it where you come back in the new fifty two or even in Rebirth, like. Oh, no, she's 16 in high school still. I'm like, you can't do that because you're saying that she was a part of the new Teen Titans. Well, and now I'm going to have to admit, Eric, we only have four books that are non-spooky. I actually oh, was fooled, and I feel bad because Gabe was fooled, and I made fun of him earlier this week. Because, <laughs> because we do have the Penguin, uh-huh. you know, the, the book that we're waiting for that's going to be Paul Meredith, I'd like to call it. But it's the uh, Tom King. This is actually the Penguin the number one, right? zero. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This is the Penguin Zero, but I, I'm glad that I kind of brought it up. 
Because if you didn't read the backups in the Batman, the Chip Zdarsky stuff that ended up where you had Selena tracking down the Paul kids Meredith? of Penguin oh, and Paul Meredith, yeah. that's where we got it. That is what this is. They're going to collect those okay. and release it. So well, we they read that and that. It's fine. Somebody tell Manship not to buy that one if he, if he's around, Eric. R.I.P. But you end up where that's not the deal, but the other one, the fourth book. Because we did mention, right? We have Batman, Superman. Right. Hawkeye. Okay, Teen yep. Titans, then the last one's The Vigil, number four. Okay. The Ram V, uh, We Are Champions, or <laughs> We Are Legends book, which me and you have been cautiously liking at this point. We we really like, I love Vigil that. Vigil has some issues, but fucking City Boy's where it's at, even though I didn't like the last issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, that's the, the vigil is at a teetering point. Me and you were a little like, we got to get to a real story here after the last issue, and we'll see if that happens. But Go we'll see. It. Dodge file loading. I'm looking at the solicit, and I see checkmate mentioned, a lot of dodge, and you might just get a character study. We'll see. We'll see how it is. But uh, we've been liking, we really like the We Are Legends book at at first, but they kind of they they gotta rebound a bit. They better come in. Vigil better be the first one because I don't want to have a vendetta, Eric. But here are the Night Terrors books: Night Terrors Catwoman, number two, another Teeny Howard book. So that's awesome. Coming in hot next week. We have and here's the weird one: okay. Night Terrors Nightwing, number two, Clunrad writing. All right. right, I can't remember anything that happened in that first issue. Honestly, you say that to me, I'm like, I, I usually can like post something on my ass. Oh, this is what happened. No, that's a complete blank spot for some reason. I ended up because I was renaming some video reviews and things like that, <laughs> and I wanted to rename. I wanted to come up with a catchy name, like of what happened in it or whatnot. And I'm like, nope, I don't know anything of what happened. And I'm not going to listen to that again. So I, I ended up keeping it. I, I actually put Nightwing with a K. Nightwing, terrible. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> Where are the subscribers? Nightwing with a K, terrible. Right. Where are they, Eric? Why are they? I'm going to check right now. Did that get me any new subscribers since? I am a check. Eric, get this. Get this, though. <laughs> Seriously. Thing. Not that that might have done, but since we started recording the second deal, the second section, yeah. I actually have got 11 new subscribers. Maybe it awesome. is. Nightwing with a K. It didn't say <laughs> Nightwing with a K. It was just Nightwing spelled with a K. Uh-huh. Ter- terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote it, I'm like, that is the worst. That is so bad. It's so bad. Honestly, I'm telling you, I don't know what's worse, though. I, got, <laughs> I honestly want you to spell out the title Nightwing with a K. <laughs> terrible. I'm telling you, at first I had the K in parentheses. I'm like, why am I doing that? I don't know. Uh, here's some. <laughs> Titles are hard. Now, now so I thumbnails. just want to have, like, some, the thumbnails, you need something that's going to grab people. So the Batman Incorporated, I put Batman Ink No More. I did. I saw that. It worked Raven for me. Raven Red? Okay. Uh, Spirit World, what a mess. <laughs> I'm telling what you, a mess. You, say, you say what a mess on there. Why didn't you use one of our fucking 10 million like ghost puns? Yeah, uh, yeah, I could have done that, Eric. But I'm more of the ghost. That's more for what's her name? Marilyn Moonlight. Yeah, and again, if anybody wants to hear us go on about Marilyn Moonlight, that's on the Patreon. Whatever. So then <laughs> Night, Night Terrors number three, Eric, get this. What a nightmare. See, it, it all it. works. It all works. How about this? In the last week's uh, Adventures of John Kent, so what an injustice. Everything's what a something. <laughs> what an injustice. But I thought that what was a pig. What an injustice. Then uh, the Night Terrors Batman. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, not great. You're doing it. You're doing not it. great. How about for the Night Terrors number two, Yawn of DC? 
fantastic. Honestly, movie. I love that. We talked about yeah, like that. that one. Here, I'm looking at Nightwing Tears. Oh, actually, I ended up saying, oh, no, it is. It's Nightwing Terrible. Uh, Nightwing <laughs> Terrible. And then, like, the one for the last Batman and Superman World's Finest. I had no idea what to put, and I put on the thumbnail, flipping the switch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and the title I, I, just says, Never Trust Robots. We get done with this stuff, and, like, kind of, we go our separate ways for a few days, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. refuel, regas up so we can get back together and, like, you know, yeah. give it all we got the next time. If you got some questions, maybe like, you know, bounce some shit off. I, I don't know why I thought some of these are good. When you read them out loud, it's like Steve Orlando dialogue. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Actually, I was given the suggestion today that a lot of people, and this is crazy, go to the chat GPT and say, hey, give me a title for this, 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 and this. And then it gives it to them. I tried like that. Too much they, work. they were worse than mine. <laughs> I, I'm looking at them like, what you, the you hell? For the subscription. This is the free I think stuff. It's that, I think it's me describing what I'm supposed to be getting is really lame and it doesn't really know what's happening because I'll say like, give me a title for a video review of the night tears nightwing book. And it'll come back with night tears nightwing. I'm like, thanks a lot. You mean you didn't want night tears with the K terrible. <laughs> is that what you came up with? How could you not come up with that? That's a solid goal. But yeah. And again, if people want to add to the subscriber base, go Do over it. to and you'll love all the nonsense that goes on with these titles. And I'm changing shit all the time, but it is the weird science comics again. That'll be in the show notes as well. But back to back to the deal. Night Terror's punchline. We were disappointed in that first issue. We thought that it could do a lot more of a deep dive. Oh, yeah. And really, if and you, you need remember, to. we wanted to have punchline get a pretty good set you know character work because she desperately needs it instead she was like evaluating Batgirl well not even evaluating Batgirl because she takes over the clock tower and then zombie cyborg (laughs) Batgirl haunts her you you know what the worst part is is right when you started saying that I almost said wait a minute I remember what happened in Nightwing zombie robot oh that was punchline Oh no! The thing is, no, no. You was say it that. that too. You you had Barbara become a cyborg yeah, in that as well. That is true. I remember, and uh, actually, we talked now, about it. The cliffhanger had the greatest. The Clunrads had Nightwing yell. I know this isn't a dream, but I'm going to do things that like it made no sense. So yeah, you did have that. At least we remember that by then. Night Terror's sure. Superman number two. Uh, we did have the ending, and I want to see more of if we get more of the Aquaman family because that was totally. Cool. I didn't love the For way some it was reason. I, I don't know. It was terrible, but so hopefully we get freaking like the Atlanteans showing us why they don't like you know fall for the nightmare wave. And and the weird play of it is, it is the Superman book, but it seems it like it's a wave. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Hang loose, dude. Mary, Mary used her freaking like uh, aquakinesis oh, to yeah. take back the wave. Oh, but all of I don't. I don't even. I don't know. But you did feel, didn't it feel like in the Superman book that the Superman nightmare stuff, like, that was finished? Like, uh-huh. it, it felt complete, kind of. And then you end up with Aquaman. Because remember, they went like, hey, look at these landlubbers. Uh, what's I'll tell you, sure. it better be 80% Aquaman in the real world, 20% Superman dream. And the weird play is, now that I think of it, too, he's like, look at these. They were on land. Yeah. And he's still throwing shade at them. He's an asshole for some reason. He is. And then just the idea that Mara's like, stop talking like a pirate. What was that? But we'll see. Night Terror's Wonder Woman number two. Can't really remember much what happened in that one either. I was just thinking, uh, is that where we got the Nubia backup, I believe, right? We did get a Nubia backup in that. That meant nothing. What was in the front up? Wasn't it just like, I don't know. I don't remember. For some reason, I think we went around and talked to checkmate members. But I don't know. Yeah. 
I am. I'm. I'm at a this loss, is a man. weird week, you know. Just the idea of what we talked about and for night terrors of this week with all these books previously, like that must have been a, like a weird week for us because I can remember everything else that we talked about, like you know where we came from, doing this, that, and the other. Like, this week is for some reason a blank spot. And why is it that we remember more about the backup than the front up? And it is Josie Campbell doing the front and Stephanie Williams who usually well, does you know what's a weird the Nubia stuff. I could tell you everything that happened in that Nubia backup because we had the freaking it was dude. The well like, of souls uh, and the going well of in, souls and being corrupted and there's freaking Gaia herself that feeds on people down there and became a monster. <laughs> why do we remember that? Not the front up. I don't remember. I And it, it went from the idea that Wonder Woman was in that panic room Satana had saved her but she was still was, was Detective Chimp oh fuck yeah Detective right? Chimp was with her yeah yeah like throwing oh and so was Constantine yeah. yeah they were going through now I remember I exactly what happened you, we had the whole idea where for some reason Wonder Woman was like you know meets up with a Medusa <laughs> monster that's her that she gets bitten by a gigantic snake freaking Detective yeah. Chimp had nothing to do except for her. there better not be an organ grinder over there why is it in, in you know our deal during the I think it was it the spotlight or even the TGI. It was the TGIF. No, it was the spotlight that we're bringing up Phobo, the kind of new. But we can't remember a month ago what happened. And this really shows you it's the the tail of the tape. These things stick. <laughs> they stick. I can't remember. I don't want to. But yeah, I remember that snake. It. it didn't make much sense, right? It just was going in a weird way for the ideas. Like, all right, we're going to focus Wonder Woman's dreams on the idea where you think you know what Greek gods are. But we have some terrible, terrible aspects that they don't normally talk about that we'll talk about here for oh, no apparent now, reason. Yeah, now you, yeah, it felt like it was like really real. Like all of a sudden, Josie Campbell's like, I'm now going to cancel Greek mythology. And I'm we gonna, were like, what the fuck is this? It felt like Megan Fitzmartin when well she was yelling about this. Well, everybody with my knowledge of this, it's not going to lead into the book at all. It was a weird aside, right? Mm, that was weird. She she has this block, so the hell with it, eh? So does Stephanie Williams. Josie but Campbell Juan has Ferrer this didn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Juan a shame. Ferrer I like doesn't. Her. Juan Ferrer likes us. So yeah, Good. all right. Way to go. Oh, Juan. yeah. I remember now because Juan killed that fucking book. Like that 3D looking punch that Wonder Woman does yeah. in that one page. Oh, yeah. And he did the panel him a layouts that was like good. he did. He's pretty good. He's one of our guys, Eric. He's one of the few that like us still. But there you go. People don't like honesty. And honestly, we're pretty much pains in the asses. So there you sure. go. But with all that, like we said, two of these books will be on the uh, Patreon spotlight if you want to listen to that. And we have a lot of fun doing that. We end up doing a little extended deal. And really what happens, and like you said, we go and we, we recharge our batteries. And that's the first time that we really end up talking to each other. Oh, yeah. So it's like we're real excited. It's like, you know, going back to camp for the summer. And you're like, there's my camp buddy. <laughs> my camp buddy. <laughs> Twice there's I've my made camp you my camp buddy. Hey, it's her name's Eric. But yeah, yeah, you end up where. We have a lot of fun with that, and then we'll also again huh. have. I like having the TGIF. I don't love recording, you know, all those days oh, in a I row, but I, I really do like doing the TGIF. Though it, it makes every now you know, and again a little less now. Yeah, yeah. Once the night tears is over, it's probably going to skedaddle a bit, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it is. But look, the thing is, we say that we still have a bunch of Donna DC books, and they're coming out with new books all the time. So there's going to be a shit ton of books still that we're probably going to have to record. That is true. Whether it goes on TGIF or not, Friday's going to still be taken up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. But I do like that. I, I like having that. And I like the way that the badasses have actually made most – every week now we've had all the spooky Night Terrors books on. Oh, yeah. They've been choosing everything. It's great. Not that they're great, but I like having them as a cohesive whole so everybody – I, I have people who have already told us, hey, I haven't really been buying or reading these, so I'm using you guys to see how they are. And I'm like, well, uh, spoiler, they suck. And I'm like, oh. yeah, we have fun. 
I, I said to you when we were talking about this, I think it was on the spotlight as well, where I ended up tweeting out something and people were kind of giving us some props, a little bit of props. It doesn't happen a lot. But the props were, man, I don't ever agree with you guys, but eh, at least I have fun. I'm like, doesn't anybody agree? <laughs> and then we were talking about that idea of me and you not really being on the same page in a lot of things. So who aren't they agreeing with? Or just a whole, I don't know. But that's it. So thanks, everybody. I need to know where they stand with Hawkgirl. Because you and I were really opposite on that. Well, uh, right now, everybody let us know where <laughs> everybody stands. Because I thought it sucked <laughs> and Eric gave it the book of the week. So I, I think that maybe seven. I think <laughs> seven. I'm like eight points lower than that. that Look, book, she just read, some, book. just read some more Kendra Saunders. You can like it more. Yeah, I, that's, I really would actually like to get more Kendra Saunders in that book. And not Galaxy. There. You don't need the galaxy, huh? I do. Galaxy. Well, you don't know much about galaxy, but maybe I don't. you should read the galaxy book. Maybe I should. No, maybe I'll. Maybe we'll all. Because I'm saying there is nobody agreeing with you. But maybe we'll <laughs> all have to eat crow. You're there, and you'll be the winner. So I still think you might owe me a. Well, we said this is what sucks. I don't even remember what that bet was. That rabbit. Oh, that it one, was okay. that bet. That Ravager book is so. Fucking annoying because I know that I won the pizza, but I can't say I did because it was an ambiguous ending. We have to wait longer. We have yeah, to wait longer to find out. An ambiguous pizza. Yeah, we got we got an ambiguous. We got uh, we ordered a uh, chicken like a buffalo chicken pizza from Domino's. Two of them those. the other day, and they ended up not from uh, Domino's, but well, they delivered it and it didn't have any buffalo sauce on it or chicken. It, so you it, just got a pizza, is what you tell me, and paid extra for it. So what ended up happening is Rafe hasn't learned things in life. He calls them and just rips into them. I mean, he is thrust. His mother's and, son. And, and then Tanya had to go pick it up. Tanya, who was going to eat any that she wasn't touching it because she said oh, there's no. no way they didn't spit. I heard what they were yelling. I'm like, you got to learn. You can't do that. You do that after they make it. You pick it up. But when Tanya went, well, just don't she do had, it. Tanya went and she Hey, I'll return these pizzas that you made wrong. And oh, no, keep them. You know how that plays out. But then Tanya gets the new ones. And as she was walking away, she says that the guy who gave her the pizzas walked away and said, asshole. And Tanya flipped out. And it's a good (laughs) thing that they didn't press charge. She ended up one of the pizzas because there was two of the ones that were. She actually threw one of the pizzas at the guy. Hit him in the back of the head. The hell is wrong with everybody? Me and you on the pop culture, we all the time. There are people. Oh my god, that guy got arrested for throwing fried chicken. It comes from Florida, apparently. Maybe she was pissed because you know, but it was race fault. So the guy shouldn't have said it. He's working, but still, maybe giggle. I wasn't there, so what the hell? I I hope it was dirty, Fergie. I did eat a couple of pizzas. Oh yeah, the thing is, I would have eaten it anyway because I don't give a shit. It was very good too when they made it the right way, but. That is that. Thanks, everybody. We thought that this was going to be really quick, this section, but then we got involved in nonsense. But that happened. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Check out all of the links in the show notes, all that stuff. But, Eric, what do we say at the end of the show? Everybody have a great week. Keep it spooky. spooky. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Stupid backwards word magic Hate it with all of my heart Don't know where it ends And can't tell where it starts And it's tragic It's a town of fancy it gets groovy But every time I write a use it, They just lose me Cause backwards word magic makes me
come up with some rules. 